passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. You can really know what's up next. What up, doe? This is not <laughs> Davey Portman. This is not Braden Harrington. There's no hello, hello, hellos. There's a lot of what up, does though. John Cena, Cena Weaver here, B Detroit. What up, though, B? What's going on? What up, though? What up, though? Post wrestling universe. What up, though? Poison Rana universe. What up, though? John Cena, my tag team partner. How you doing, brother? This is a takeover. We are taking over these airwaves at post wrestling, uh, youtube.com slash post wrestling, Twitter, Facebook, everything. I was trying to like get onto the, the, the post wrestling Snapchat and threads and all that. I was trying to get in as many airwaves as possible because people need to hear us. People need to hear our voices. If they haven't heard us already, whether it be on what up though on the poison Rana uh, feed or whether it be on collision course with myself and Kay from Montreal. Uh, this is the people have heard you with, with, with uh, Davey and with Braden. People have heard me with uh, Davey and Braden talk about up next, but people have never heard two other people take over the show and uh, it's only fitting that it be us as the lads are, I want to say, either in Berlin right now or heading back to London. They're just having a whole yeah. European tour right now. Whole Euro trip. They look like they're having a blast, man. Shout out to Braden David for letting us take over the up next show for the, this couple weeks while they're taking a the trip up across the pond. But uh, if you're not listening, if you're not listening to What Up Though or anything with Cino on, on post wrestling, which is kind of impossible, um, welcome. I'm B Detroit. 
yeah, if you guys haven't heard them, they've been doing like these BD Europe uh, little road diaries they've been putting up on their on their uh, their feed. Uh, check it out. They did like one from the airport, another one for, like straight out of Berlin. So definitely check it out to make sure that you know they're still living and they're still breathing and they're still <laughs> able to come back. I'm, I'm yeah, keeping track agreed. of them and making sure that you know they're going to come back at some point. Um, yeah. But hello to everybody that's joining us in the chat. Any anybody that's coming in to to listen to us after the fact. Thank you so much. Um, I was told that whatever super chats we get we can keep and we can split it up um which i definitely appreciate because um i have to start getting school supplies soon i know school starts in a couple weeks and i just looked at the list and every year as the grades get up there it's more and more supplies i'm like my son doesn't need this like half the time he doesn't need any of this shit that they ask for but i have to be the good father and i have to actually buy everything and make sure he's prepared on his uh, first day of school in a couple weeks um so yeah send those super chats our way i'm sure b can 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 use something for something you know you know money's money right yeah, you know, just more Detroit hats probably, and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> more uh, more merch. You know, it's just just the little things. I support the boys. Why not? Look at that! Look at that sweet shirt. Pro wrestling yeah, you know, dot com. Get your you shot in the dark t shirt, boys, man. Come on. There we go. If you want a super chat, you want to you want to buy some merch, um, go ahead. I'm sure there'll be some Poison Rana merch coming soon. Maybe some What Up Doe merchandise coming soon. Um, whatever the, the the audience wants and demands, we will make sure that we have it. So yeah, um, so. If people don't really know you or, or know, you know, what we do here, let people know, like, what is B Detroit? Who is B Detroit? And, uh, you know, what, what do you bring to the table? Why should people listen to you, B? I'm just a crazy wrestling fan from Detroit. Um, no, I actually host the show What Up Though on the Poison Rana podcast uh, platform uh, with you, John Ceno. And we just talk about hip hop and wrestling and everything else, pop culture with TV, movies and video games and everything. So, we just covered all the bases with a little bit of more hip hop into it. Cause me and you both hip hop heads, um, both musicians in our own right. So yeah, we just kind of keep music based. If you not know that, uh, you know, that's what we do. We kind of got the best, um, theme song in the post wrestling mm. uh, universe. It's debatable. I, I'm not, you know, it's just highly debatable. We can, we can, that's another conversation for another day though. And this past episode that we just put up last week, we have the, the, you know, the beat that, that, um, that Braden made, but this is a remix, which your, your cousin yeah. spitting some 16 bars over. It. And I have to admit, like I, I heard it, like when I went back and listened to the show and I totally forgot I heard it the first time. I'm like, this is really freaking good. Like this is oh, yeah. probably oh, up yeah. there as, as, as one of the best themes. Um, I don't know. I might have to get your cousin to come on it and, and do something over the uh, collision course beat after hearing that. Man, he, he's, um, he goes by the name Jay Spiff, and uh, he's a local rapper here. He's you know just trying to get his feet wet out here in the game, but uh, also a, a lifelong wrestling fan. So like wrestling bars just come easy to that kid, and he's amazing. He's amazed me every time I hear him rap because he says like, "Hey, you know, you inspired me to rap," and it's like, "No, dude, you're way better than me." <laughs> so, but I'm proud of him though, man. He he'd be happy to do any theme song for you guys, or you know, just spit some bars. You know, he wants to get out there. Yeah, and like I said, if you want to hear the new episode, if you want to hear me talk stuff that's not wrestling, if you're sick of shot in the dark, sick of collision course, this guy's always talking about wrestling. You want to hear me talk about movies, when we hear talk about Gran Turismo, when we hear talk about video games, whatever the case is, uh, check out last week's episode that we put up there. But speaking of video games, and I, I did bring this up on the What Up Though, I, I did mention um, how because of reasons, uh, I won't get into it, I have to listen to What Up Though for that, I had to delete the Fight Forever game. But then today, I, I wake up and I see this video from, from Tony Khan, and Kenny Omega announcing that within 24 hours, whatever that means, um, the stadium stampede update is going to be up for Fight Forever. So I might have to re-download the game now just to check this out. But you've, you've kept more in touch with the game and you've seen like gameplay footage. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? This on, It's an online mode. It's like an online battle royal, but stadium yeah. stampede is what I'm getting from it. Yeah, so um, 
I've, I've played the game. I've had the game since the um, since it released. Um, I gave my thoughts on it on my uh, on the What Up Though show with me and you. Um, it's a game that you can complete really, really easily. <laughs> um, and this mode should bring people back. Um, not a lot of players are actively playing it right now still. But I think this mode here is going to bring a lot of players back. It's a Battle Royal type game. Um, think Fortnite with wrestling. You know, it's, um, you know, you get your, you got your gas closing in on you and everything like that. So it's like throughout the whole stadium, which is a good concept, but it's been done before. Um, in a game called, I think like Wrestleverse or something like that. It's mm-hmm. the same concept, but um, I'm excited to see how AW does it. I mean, it's actual wrestlers. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Like I would never, WWE would never do something like this. So <laughs> this is, this is pretty fun to like get a couple people you got, you know, it's like 30, um, 30 players in a match, I think. Nice. Yeah. So it's 30 players in the match and then it breaks down kind of like a Warzone game. So if you if you play Warzone, if you play Fortnite, Apex, uh, Legends, or anything like that, you'll probably like this. So I'm not sure if it's out yet. If anybody has played it, let us know. Um, if it didn't come out yet, I'm pretty sure it's going to come out tonight probably. But yeah, like it's funny you said WWE doesn't do this, but I, I saw it recently. They actually put uh, Becky Lynch and um, Bianca Belair in Fortnite, which is like always weird Like to have a yeah. video game where it could be like Spider-Man running around with you know becky lynch running around with batman and like lebron james and like the amount of people that are in fortnite yeah yeah, it's like (laughs) like my son like when he replayed this game i'm like you have it for granted like when i was young i used to like fantasy fiction like with my action figures i used to have like ninja turtles uh shout out to david portman i don't know if those ninja turtles i said like ninja turtles (laughs) battling like ghostbusters and justice league and avengers and like you know i had to make it up i had to it's all in my head and now it's like these kids can literally go on Fortnite, Fall Guys, all these different games and actually like have these like dream mashups. You know, like I was playing Fall, um, uh, Fall Guys the other day and it's like Rey Mysterio is running around with like uh, Godzilla. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I would have never imagined like video games to get this far. And the fact that you can have Goku running around with a WWE championship on his back, like right? doesn't happen. So, you know, like these kids had it made. You're right. We have a, a one David Porter. Uh, he just sent us a message saying, damn, that's a couple of handsome looking men. Much better than the usual duel. I agree. Thank you so much, David Porter, for your uh, your contribution there. We have a uh, waiting in the house as okay. well, so, uh, right. thro- throwing up the W's. Um, but yeah, you want to get into NXT Heat Wave. Let's do it, man. Great show. This took place last night, August 22nd, uh, which is my brother's birthday. Shout out to my brother, Joe. Uh, There was a couple of dark matches before, but some interesting note, because usually they tape level up before NXT, but I noticed that they've been kind of like bulking level up the last couple weeks. I knew there was going to be nothing for this week. So I was surprised. I I was like intrigued at what they were going to do. And they actually filmed a couple of dark matches. And uh, I think PW Insider reported that they're actually doing it for like a Peacock uh, WWE Network special, which I was kind of like intrigued about. And I looked up who was actually on it. And you had like, um Thea Hale defeating uh Brianna Covington who is a Fresno State track and track and field athlete as well as Jonah Nysenbaum which is a Duke amateur wrestler who had a match as well um and they had like their family and friends at ringside I guess documenting the whole thing so it might just be like some next in line NIL documentary coming up about like their progress and getting into the WWE system so I think it's pretty cool to see that um I like these like these Peacock originals I really like the Cody Rhodes one um there's gonna be a Kurt Angle one coming up so I feel like they always do a good job whenever they don't do them as frequent as they used to but whenever they do like these network docs they're good and I I I really enjoyed I forgot the name of it but there was like I think it was called Breaking Ground or Proven it was like some NXT special that came out years ago that like show like them kind of like making their way to the performance center and we haven't had like an update of that or anything similar to that so I feel like this might just be the start of it if they're filming all these matches um for this documentary special so i'm definitely looking forward to this 
Yeah, that was um proving ground or well, I, I forget the name, but it was kind of like WWE's version of um Hard Knocks on HBO. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. So I think they're gonna try to replicate that again. So absolutely. So the show itself starts with a package because usually like whenever whenever they have like these like spring break specials or Great American Bash, they always have like these like pre-produced videos or like the roster just kind of hanging out. So of course with Heat Wave, we get all these people here uh in their bikinis and whatnot, in their uh their their shorts by the pool, um, showing off their bodies that we don't have. And we have Tony D'Angelo on the phone talking to Channing Stax Lorenzo. And uh, Stack says, Tony D, I need you over here. We have a real situation. It needs to be handled. And then Tony D says, what do you need me for? I'm in enough heat as it is. Everybody's watching me. Stack says, there's a heat wave going through. I want you to feel this. Here I come, T. And then you just cut in and you realize you're both at the same place. And Stax just runs in and jumps into the pool. And all the water just splashes uh, Tony. And then, uh, Tony has these five guys behind him. And he's like, go get them. And they you know, jokingly just kind of jump in the pool and jump after Stax. Um, and then they're kind of just, you know, hanging out in the pool, just drinking, going over the, the card. And uh, <laughs> Tony D brings up his penitentiary Paisan Dirty Dom. And then he says, Lyra Valkyria. Did I say that right? And Stax is like, yeah, pretty close. We then cut to uh, these five ladies. This one lady, I guess, went by the name of Big Ange, Big who Ange. says, uh, I'm here and I brought some friends. And of course, me doing my, my research, I had to find out who these friends were, because some of these ladies I did see on Level Up, and <laughs> some of just, you know, in the Performance Center. So these are um, Anna Kiefer is playing the role of Big Ange. We also have Izzy Dame and Carmen Petrovic, who I have seen on Level Up, as well as Gina DeLucia, Tiana Caffey, and the returning Ariana Grace, who is the daughter of Santina Morella. She's been out with an injury, so she looks like she's been making her return here. And of course, Stax doesn't waste any time. He starts kicking it to Ariana um, right away, uh, trying to get to know her better and whatnot. I just want this to lead to like some stereotypical Italian wedding on NXT. Like if you guys have seen The Godfather, you've seen all these uh, good fellas, you know how these Italian weddings go with like the envelopes full of money and everything. I want to see that, but done in NXT. And of course, if it's going to be Stax and Ariana, I, we need to have Santino there as well, coming back oh, yeah. just to give his oh, daughter yeah. away to Stax. Yeah, he has to officiate the wedding. We we, <laughs> we we've seen many weddings in WWE and wrestling in general, but we've never seen an Italian wedding, uh, as far as I know. I could be wrong, so I definitely want to see that. Of course, Tony D'Angelo's got to be the best man. And then, if does anybody object? And that's the return of uh, two dimes comes in, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's back. And I, I get this whole storyline. You booked WWE. the whole thing already. So if, you know. if, if you need somebody to write you an Italian wedding in NXT. Reach out to me. I know exactly. More than qualified. Yeah, more than qualified. I've been to more than one Italian wedding, so I know exactly how these go. Um, <laughs> so they're so he's kicking it to them, and then they're kind of going over the, the, the card still as well. And they all raise their cups, and they have a toast to an unforgettable summer and an unforgettable heat wave as they go right into the main show. And we start with Ia Dragunov versus Trick Williams. Um, I don't know if Trick Williams changed his theme song or whatnot, but the crowd totally gets into this when he comes out. Yeah. And they start chanting, like, pump that trick to the beat, and it just sounds perfectly. And the best part about this is Booker T doing his ad-libs. So, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> so it's like, pump that trick, what? Pump that trick, yeah. Now, pump that it was, was whoop that trick. But um, his, his theme kind of sounded like Family Ties by Kendrick Lamar and Baby King. Mm, and okay. when, he, when it was playing, I'm like, it, this, is this family ties? I'm kind of bumping like <laughs> this is the instrument of the family ties, but it wasn't though. But it, it's pretty close, and he should keep this theme if he it, uh, did recently change it. As long as Booker T can just like keep doing the ad libs every week and just keep changing up and be like, absolutely, honestly, uh, Booker yeah. T be like Trick Williams hype man here. We go to the match itself, and right away, Dragonov goes after Trick with chops and kicks in the corner as Trick tries to fight back before getting kicked down. 
Dragunov stays on top of Trick with some heavy-looking shots, but Trick comes right back with some forearms and a drop kick. They head to the outside where Dragunov hits a German suplex. Hey, you think the BDE is trying any German suplexes since they're in Berlin? They, they have to try it, right? Like, yeah, you least, gotta hit a German suplex yeah, in Germany. At yeah, at least one. Find a patch of grass and, you know what I mean? Pop your <laughs> hips. If you guys haven't done it already, <laughs> just, just hit one hit one German for me before you jump just on the one. plane back yeah. to London. We go, we come back from the break, and the chops continue here with machine gun chops from uh, Dragonov to the corner. And this just pisses off Tr- Trick as he just starts slugging it out with Dragonov. Dragonov tells Trick to bring it on with his kicks before Trick hits a flapjack and a big knee for a two count. Dragonov comes back with back to back DDTs for another two. The crowd here really gets into this as they're fighting on the middle rope, and Trick takes him down with a Uranagi for a very close two. Dragunov blocks a kick from Trick and hits a German, a kick to the head, a powerbomb, and a forearm to Trick's face, but he actually kicks out a two at this and gets a big pop for the crowd. Dragunov says, enough of this shit. He goes to the middle rope. He gets one final blow to the face from the middle rope and gets a hard-fought victory at 12 minutes and 48 seconds. So what did you think of this match? Um, Pretty good match. Um, Trick is getting better and better every time. Um, He has pretty good gear. Um, that's the, it stands out for me, of course, but, uh, it looks kind of like Gucci, but <laughs> that was pretty nice, but no, trick is getting really, really good, man. Um, he's just laying, he's got to lay it in a little bit more, you know what I mean? Against a guy like Dragunov who can take that and he's going to give you that receipt. So yeah, I'm just impressed by trick every time, man. He's, he's super athletic. He's going to be great. Yeah, I agree. If, if anybody doesn't know, Dragunov is legit like my favorite wrestler to watch right now. Whenever Absolutely. he has a match, I make sure I stop whatever I'm doing. I, I watch it intently. So with him fighting somebody like Trick, I was really intrigued on like how Trick is going to do in this type of matchup. And I think it brought the best out of him. It's probably, I have to yeah. double check, but it might be one of the best matches Trick has had. Um, just keep putting it in there with guys like him, guys like um, Tyler Bate, guys like Dragon Lee. These guys that have experience. That's the only way that Trick's going to get better, right? It's one thing to have these like enhancement matches, but like if you fight somebody like Dragunov, it's only going to bring the best out of you. And I, I agree with you. Trick has only gotten better and better. And I, I, I kind of like the separation um, from Carmelo. And I have some ideas of where I might go to. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, but as far as like, this is a way to prove himself, like in defeat, this is a really good way to, to showcase yourself. If people haven't seen Trick before, they might come out of this just to tune in for Dragunov or Heatwave and be like, oh, who's this Trick guy? I mm-hmm. thought he was just like the hanger on for for Carmelo. I didn't know this guy can can talk and wrestle. So yeah. I see nothing but but big things to um to Trick Williams. What was the uh the club that we saw Trick Williams come out of uh, in Detroit? Didn't he like come um, out of one of those clubs? Yeah, I think that was the well. That was uh, like a bar. It's a really, really popular bar when it comes to downtown Detroit. Yeah, I think that was the well he he came out of. Yeah, he, looking like Trick Williams, you know what I mean? Looking like that guy. <laughs> and they, and Trick is everywhere. Like not only did they bring him into Detroit to do like some publicity for SummerSlam, but he was over um by Lincoln Field and in, in Philadelphia because I think he like tried out for the Eagles. I want to say at some point. So oh, nice. they're, they're yeah. definitely like been using him a lot in like these like media appearances for somebody who who's like not too well known and you know he's not hasn't been champion or anything in NXT but they obviously have some some confidence behind them to to actually use him in these in these um in these places so i feel really big things for for Trick Williams here oh yeah we cut to the back where Tyler Bate is meditating and Nathan Frazier walks in asking what he's up to Bate says that Dabakato hurt him last week so this is how he embraces the pain and moves through it Bate says tonight, if Frazier is showing the world who the true heritage cup, he'll be showing the world who the true heritage cup champion is. And Frazier said that's why he's here because Norm Dor, ha- Norm Dor has the metaphor in his corner, so he could definitely use Bate as his second, which Bate agrees to. Frazier says that when he takes care of Dar tonight, Bate will be the first one to get a title shot. As Bate says tonight, they'll take care of those metaphor massive frauds. We go to Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley backstage. As Dom says tonight, they're going to punish. They're, they're going to punish um, Dom, uh, Dragon Lee and um, Lyra Vicaria. And Rhea says, that's what mommy loves to do and punish. 
Mustafa Ali interrupts them and Dominic tells him to get. He says, get. And then Ali just wants them to break a leg. And he means I literally want Dominic to break a leg in a million pieces and just go away. So NXT can have a real North American champion that they're proud of. Dominic says, I don't care about NXT. I just care about mommy. So Rhea tells Ali he has 10 seconds to get out of their locker room. And uh, before they give him a preview of what's going to happen to Dragon Lee and Lyra tonight. And then Ali says, only 10 seconds? <laughs> Sounds like something Dom and Rhea might be used to. And of course, a little little sexual dig in NXT. Yeah, you can't have a Ali, NXT without that. Ali is getting... Sometimes Ali comes off good, you know, like speaking. But sometimes he, he's getting a little TJP-ish. You know what mm. I mean? Like... Just a little bit, you know what I mean? I, I would love to hear uh, John recap Ali's promos from now on. Because, so. yeah, yeah it's, it's a little cringy. This poor guy, like, since he's come back to NXT, he he became, like, he was positive Ali, and then he was, like, just, like, an upset guy that just wanted the title shot, and now he's kind of yeah. going to this, like, this, like, presidential candidate type. Of, it's like these, like, keeps, like, they don't really know what to do with him. Um, I, I do like the video they had last week. Like, even though it's, like, a candidate whatever gimmick, like, it was really good, like, the way it was presented and the way he came off. Um, so it does going to lead to a match between Ali and Dominic and put the title on Ali, you know, as far as I, I'm considered. Uh, they're going to start this feud. But um, I always love myself. Yeah. I always yeah. love myself some some Dom and Rhea and just, you know, yeah. just Dominic saying, get, get out of here, was, uh, <laughs> that definitely made me pop. Yeah. We go to the next match. We have Ivy Nile versus Ava. This is Ava making her singles televised debut. I know she's had a couple, like, house show matches, but the first time she's had a singles match on television here. So I wonder if Papa Rock was, um, watching. He never, like, like, tweets or, or post anything about her. I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if you, it's like on purpose, if like she said not to, but like whenever like I see her like in a big match, I always kind of go into social media and say, oh, I wonder if uh, his, you know, dad like promoted it. No, nothing. He's just promoting his, his, I don't uh, think he will. his drinks instead. You know, probably not. Yeah. He's not the, I don't think, the rock is going to be the guy that's going to let you grow on your own first before he starts pushing you. Cause he, he's the rock. His platform's too big. You know what I mean? To push this match of all matches. So. But I bet when like when Rocky Maivia was making his debut, you know his dad Rocky Johnson was telling everybody in the barbershop. He must have been proud, like, oh, my son, my son gonna debut in MSG tonight. You know, he was telling everybody. So the Rock doesn't just seem like that type. He's more like just kind of do you, and then you know if you ever need help down the line. Um, I saw a funny uh tweet today. It was like a picture of the Rock, and it was like, you know, the bloodlines, you know, crumbling. His daughter's getting kidnapped. Where is this man? What is he doing? You like he he should be saving all 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 these people. His whole bloodline. But no, no, that was that was kind of funny. He's, he's got to go shoot another movie, man. What are you talking about? What? Yeah, he's he's too busy in, in, in Hollywood. He's not shooting any movies now, right? Because of the strike. So what the hell is he doing? Um, Who knows? Right? Just working out probably, you know? Yeah, that's he's, true. Yeah, he's got to keep that body ready in case. Promoting gotta, some some new drink or something that's coming out. It's just damn's coming out. Come on. <laughs> so the schism come out. They all have masks and they all say aren't diamonds forever with some question marks. And they have a lot more followers in the corner than usual. They're all kind of surrounding the ring. Uh, the match starts and right away, Ivy hits a pair of body slams. I'm sorry, Ava hits a pair of body slams on Ivy and a backbreaker to get a two count. Ivy tries to kick her way back, but Ava takes her down with a scorpion kick for a two count. Ava stays on top of Ivy, but Ivy escapes out and puts on the dragon sleeper as Ava taps out pretty quickly here at two minutes and 12 seconds. All the followers enter the ring and Ivy starts taking them out, but then two of the followers uh, that look kind of familiar, they take Ava out of the ring and carry her to the back. Um, Obviously, it's a short match here being two minutes, um, but... Like, I'm not going to lie, like, Ava definitely is shows that she's green. Like, a lot of times she's, she's a little clunky with the way she moves and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like she needs a little bit more time off TV before they start putting her in these matches. But obviously, it was only two minutes, so I didn't think they expected her to, to do too much. Um, but 
I, you know, I feel like she she definitely needs a little bit more work before she gets some um, some more TV time. What did you think of this this short exhibition from uh, Ava? Yeah, I, am, I am mad at that two minute match. It's, it it was two minutes of my time. It's it's a girl who has what one, like you said one match televised. Like yeah, not mad at that at all. It, it actually helped Ivy get that um dragon uh, sleeper like across because she tapped out immediately. It was no play in that. So that looks, that makes that move look more vicious and it was only two minutes. So bam, Hey, I take it. Yep. Um, thank you to everybody in the channel. Jake sent us a shout out uh, a couple other people in here, but uh, we have Jarvis here that says that I think the rock is smart by giving his daughter space to grow on her own. Yeah, I agree. Just, Absolutely. She, you know, she's not using the name. She's not Ava Mayavia or Ava Johnson. So she's definitely like, you know, people, if you know, you know, type of thing, like, but they're definitely not like exposing it um, for now. I don't know what happens when she goes to the main roster. They might totally do like a 360 and all of a sudden she comes out with like, you know, the rock theme song, whatever, who knows what they, what their plans are for her. <laughs> If you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> we cut to the back where Wesley and Dragonov are there. And uh, Wesk asks Dragonov if he's, if he's good after his match with Trick. Dragonov says that he's good. That Trick, now the Trick isn't an issue anymore. And nothing stands in the way between him and the NXT championship. And Wes goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What about me? You don't think that I'm going to become champion? And Wes says that he wasn't destined for this. But tonight he makes his own destiny. And after he beats Carmelo Hayes, he'll have to go one-on-one with the Mad Dragon as well. Who says he is looking forward to it. We go to the next match here for the NXT Heritage Cup Championship, the Undisputed Championship after all these weeks of Noam Dar carrying a fake cup and then, you know, Tyler Bate winning it and all this confusion and Nathan Frazier being the real champion. We have the definitive the definitive uh, championship match here. And then a uh, funny part here, so Booker T is like going on about the metaphor. And he's like, yeah, the metaphor, uh, Jackson. And then Vic is like, you don't know their names, do you? you? And he's like, names. yeah, I do. Legend. <laughs> He just like says their last names and he's like, my main man, Menza. And then every week it's like, he keeps saying Menza and uh, Vic keeps correcting him. It's Mensa, Mensa. And he's like, Menza, my main man, Menza. It's like a recurring joke here, but it was pretty funny that he didn't know any of their names. He's like, yeah, the metaphor. So I thought that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> so if you guys don't know how this works, it's basically supposed to be five rounds. And then whoever has the most uh, pinfalls after the rounds is the, uh, is the winner here. And if there is an overtime here, they have to go to the sixth round, which uh, I heard Dickie Bird. It was a big, big fan of the Heritage Cup. Uh, he was just raving and raving about it last night. Oh, so yeah. they spend the first round testing each other out, holding each other down with headlocks and dodging each other until Frazier starts punching his way um, as at Dar as the round ends. Round two, uh, we see this happening during picture-in-picture, picture, and usually I don't like pay attention to picture-in-picture, picture, but I notice that during this, Babacato runs out, and he just takes out Tyler Bate, choke slams him on the apron. And uh, while this is going on, there's a commercial for Little Caesars Pizza, and I'm just like, <laughs> it, it, it got me thinking the best pizza I had in Detroit was honestly the Little Caesars pizza that we had in uh, in Harpo's in that hot, sweating GCW shell. That was the yes. best pizza I had all weekend. Yes. No offense to buddies, but that Little Caesars, like, I know Little Caesars is from Detroit, so they must use some different ingredients, but that that pizza definitely hit the spot in that in that uh, Harpo's. Well, it's kind of the same concept. They say when you go to New York, um, you want to go to, like, the spots who don't look so safe around, right? Yeah, that little Caesars across the street from Harpo's, and it's not that safe around that place. And that pizza is amazing. <laughs> so I didn't think about this till now, but where the hell did that pizza even come from? Does Harpo just like order from Little Caesars? They just go and across they just... the street. It was right across the street. Oh, it's smart. They yeah, charge like what right two dollars a slice or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. for us, it's cheap, but then they definitely make their money back. Two dollars a slice. Five bucks. Yeah, it was a five buck box. That's know, so smart for them to do that. We should start doing that. We should start selling pizza whenever these like post wrestling events. We yeah. just have a little snack bar on the side. I just, just bring Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> so while this little Caesars commercial is happening, we have um Dabakato taking out Tyler Bate, but 
Uh, Frazier is distracted by this as Dar rolls him up to get the first pin in the match. We come back to the show on the air, and Frazier is checking on Bay on the outside as round three starts. Frazier puts an FTF, but Dar reaches for the rope. Dar keeps stomping and kicking away at Frazier before putting an ankle lock, but Frazier sends Dar to the outside and dies onto him. They go back inside, where Frazier quickly goes after Dar with a springboard and moonsault into reverse DDT, followed by a standing shooting stars press, but only gets a two count as the round comes to an end. But right at the end, Dar gets in a little cheap shot with a back elbow, as they said that should be a disqualification, but the referee didn't do anything about it. Round four starts with Frazier going after Dar, but misses the Phoenix Splash. Dar goes to the top rope, but Frazier runs up there and hits a superplex, followed by the final cut to get a pen and tie this up at one-to-one as we go back to picture-in-picture. We see that during the break, they were fighting on the top rope, but both were knocked uh, knocked down to the outside. And they're about to get counted out, but Lash Legend tosses Dar back inside just before the 10 count, and she fails to stop Frazier from entering as well. But when we come back, there's only 30 seconds left in the round. Frazier jumps to the outside on top of both Dar and Frazier, tosses Dar back inside, and he tries to go for the pin, but Legend holds onto his leg, um, preventing him from getting the pinfall in time. And when he goes to get the pin, he goes right out of two count as the round comes to an end. So as they're being tied here, we go to the tiebreaker into sixth round and final round. Both of them are showing uh, signs of fatigue here, trading kicks and punches, but going really slow here. Dar misses a stomp and escapes out of another reverse DDT attempt and puts on a heel hook, but Frazier punches his way out of it. Frazier tries another Phoenix Splash, but gets distracted a bit by the metaphor and misses it. Dar follows us up with the Nova Rolla and gets the pin and the win at 19 minutes and 41 seconds to become mm. three-time Heritage Cup champion, even though Booker T says he's a four-time champion, and Vic is like, no, no, he's a three-time champion. Uh, please pay attention to the product. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this match? I don't know if you like have seen much Heritage Cup, but like during the pandemic when I was covering NXT UK, this mat- tape of matches were on like every week to the point where I just I liked it. I liked the fact yeah. that I think it works better in, um, in an empty... I know I don't want the the thunderdome to come yeah. back but Ooh, the, heritage, the heritage <laughs> cup definitely worked better for me in a in an empty arena i don't know why would it something about it just felt more competitive with just like two guys brawling with these rounds and everything but yeah but what did you think of the match and just like the whole heritage cup rules to begin with i can see how you um would like it more in an empty arena because it's, it seemed more like an actual sport um i'm not mad at the heritage cup like it's not Every every Heritage Cup is in six rounds, right? It's not. It's just no. It's, it's supposed to be right? yeah. It's supposed to be five rounds, um, and then like if there's overtime, they obviously go to the uh, the overtime six round. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it comes across good on TV, but it the commercial breaks kind of get in the way. But if it's time right with the commercial breaks, it'll come across great because if they they time it with the breaks like boxing does when they are on like regular TV, mm-hmm. um, their um rounds in at the commercial. Bam, you know, oh. you take that commercial break and then you come back into the next round. We were getting whole rounds on commercial break in this match. And I was yeah. kind of taken out because I was kind of skipping through it. I didn't want to see anything in the commercial either. But Dabakato coming out after the second round, I was like, oh, what happened to <laughs> to um what's his name? What, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. Tyler um, Bate. Tyler Bate. What happened to Tyler Bate? He slammed on the apron. I didn't even see it. I had to go back and watch it again. But um good match though. Good, good match. The last fall was pretty good. Um, I kind of don't like the metaphor um, interacting that much because this match is supposed to seem like more of a sport. You know what I mean? Right. But that's just no Dar's character right now, and I love the metaphor. I can't even complain that much. So, yeah, I'm, I'm messing with the Heritage Cup, man, and I'm, I'm excited to see the tournament that they announced. I'm sorry if I jumped the gun, but I'm excited that's okay. No, I, I definitely like the idea of them actually doing things during commercial, like the fact that we had like this attack happening and then we come back and like, oh, what's going on? So like anybody that might have like 
walked away to get a drink or something during picture in picture to come back and be like, oh, what did I miss? So I wouldn't mind it sometimes, especially in these Heritage Cup matches, just have like the pinfall happen during the break. Why not? Just do, you know, these little things you could definitely do to make people like not want to turn away or turn the channel, whatever the case is. And um, yeah, I was really big into this match. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. And I think it's the right call putting the, the cup back on um on the Nolan Dar here. I kind of wish he would have had the fake cup and he just carries both cups around. Just, just the, see the visual of him just carrying two cups while there's three other people with him, but he wants to carry the cups for some weird reason. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, definitely a fan of this match. These two uh, definitely can go. We go to Ava, who's in the woods somewhere. She has those two followers, those masked guys that can, that took her. Um, and they said they saved her from that Ivy Niles attack. And she tells Ivy that she tried to end her career, but she failed because she's a failure, just like the Creeds and just like the rest of the Diamond Mind. And tells Ivy if she wants to prove her wrong, she knows where to meet her as we pan up and we see they're right in front of the schism tree. So how do you get to the schism tree? It's like outside the performance center and you make a left at Fresco's, that that uh, restaurant they always eat at. And then the barbershop is to the right. And I think right further down is the schism tree. I think that's like the nxt city landscape i don't i don't know man the schism tree might be growing directly out of the parking lot as dangerous as it is in there so uh, who knows <laughs> it might have just spout sprouted right out the concrete who knows you know how universal studios has like their tour we can kind of go and see all the different things they should definitely yeah. do like an nxt tour and you like you, you take a little trolley through the parking lot you pass the schism tree you go to the the barber shop you go to all these different places you go to the pool the same pool that they always use i think it's like matt cardona's pool they always use the same yeah. pool whenever they film uh these segments so i definitely want I a little the, little nxt the Carter, tour. Braun breaker and um everybody else drove the, the one yes Dodge that challenger. Black Dodge challenger that <laughs> yeah. the same freaking car yeah you can take like, a picture with it forever what yeah. was caught in it? It's gonna be like Hunter's like car he just doesn't use. Like, yeah, whatever, it's left it there. Yeah, NXT, you got you guys can use it whenever. <laughs> Scott when DeMore's we... car. <laughs> <laughs> well when we come back from break, we see Tiffany Stratton is in the ring and she says that the summer of Tiff is coming to an end. And she um after all the wins that she's had, she kind of goes through all the different victories that she's had since winning the title here. And she said that she's only gonna make this reign even better, and the title isn't going anywhere, and it will go down in history as one of the best NXT women champions of all time, better than Bailey. Better than Asuka, better than Becky Lynch, she didn't win the title, but we'll find out more about that later. And she says, even better than Charlotte Flair's reign, Gigi Dolan interrupts her and tells her to do the favor and shut the hell up. Says she, yeah, she might have the summer of Tiffany, but she's dying to see the fall of Tiffany. That was a pretty good line there, uh, yeah. using the word fall in, in that sense. Tiffany says that if Gigi is shooting her shot, she's officially shooting it down as Gigi does not deserve an opportunity. Gigi says that Tiffany doesn't deserve to be champion. And last time she defended the title, she tapped out. Kiana James comes out. Oh my God, this is one of those segments where everybody comes out and wants a title shot, isn't it? Kiana James comes out and says that Gigi doesn't deserve a title shot and tells Tiffany's Barbie wannabe ass that she does deserve it. Out comes Blair Davenport, who says they can argue about their fanciest materialistic possessions, their daddy issues, or who has the most social media followers, but she doesn't care about that crap. Blair says that she deserves to be next in line for the title. Gigi brings up Blair's trip to the convenience store and says that she would rather it be Rather, it'd be business bitch Kiana's head going through the can aisle. Blair comes back saying that she's going to pound Gigi's face so bad that her brother won't recognize her anymore. So, like, they're having all these little cheap shots at each other, just, like, referencing, like, things that happened this summer. It's like, oh, yeah, the convenience thing. Oh, yeah, Gigi's brother. It's, like, little reminders of, like, little things that's been happening, you know, this season of NXT. Tiffany said that they need to figure this all out on their own, and she's going to leave. But as she leaves, Roxanne Perez comes out, pretty much just get in Tiffany's face and knocks her out. But she escapes out as all the four ladies start fighting. Uh, yeah, what did you just think of the segment? I feel like whenever they don't have like a, an idea of what to do with the challenger, it's like, we'll just put yeah. four random people in there, and then whoever wins out of that is going to be the next challenger. But I feel like it's one of those like WWE tropes that they've always done where it's like one person comes out, the next person comes out, the next person comes out. So yeah, what did you think of this uh, this segment? 
It was okay. It was whatever. I didn't think it was needed on a heat wave special, but it was, it was, I don't know, dude, because it just announced in this fatal four way, you know? So like, I think they could have saved this announcement for, cause it's not next week, right? Is it, it is next week? Yeah, they announced it, it for next, next week. week. The Fatal Four Way. Yeah, they could the winner. Gets, like a... I'm pretty sure the winner gets a title shot at No Mercy. So I guess they're just trying to like expedite things before they are the next PLE. Yeah, they could have did this like on the social media. They, something else could have went on this special edition of NXT. This long, it was a long promo. That's what I'm getting. At. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty long just to announce the Fatal Four Way, but it was whatever. I, I don't mind Tiffany in the ring and. um Actually, Gigi had some good lines, so I didn't mind it that much, but it, it wasn't needed. Yeah, I have to admit, like, I've been watching Gigi ever since her, like, Priscilla Kelly days down in the fall, and, like, she never was, like, the strongest on the mic, yeah. Um, but whenever she really got into, like, passionate about her promos, I feel like it definitely came out, and I feel like she definitely kind of seemed better in this, kind of, like, you know, being a little, like, angry towards Tiffany and kind of, like, saying some things to Kiana and whatnot. I feel like this is probably one of the best times um, she's been on the mic, for sure. Uh, what do you think of the four people they selected here? I mean, these are probably two four of the top stars i would say in nxt yeah i couldn't think anyone else to replace any of these girls is going to be in this uh match but yeah i'm with it well, i know but uh Gigi's last couple outings wasn't as impressive yeah but hopefully wise, yeah. yeah hopefully with a lot of more help in that ring they can put something together nice i'm, I'm hoping we go to the back where we see a, a session in the ring a training session between charlie dempsey and damon kemp and then Drew Gulak is kind of ringside giving them tips. And then Miles Bourne walks in and tells Gulak he has all the chores done. And Gulak asks him if he's tired. And Bourne says, no, I'm not tired. So Dempsey comes from behind him and puts a sleeper hold on him. And Gulak starts yelling at him to not tap out as they don't get tired over here. So I guess this is like the, the young boy storyline here with Miles Bourne. And they're kind of like, you know, whipping him into shape here yeah, uh, yeah. before he can officially join this uh, this new camp between them. We go to the back to the schism tree as Ivy now has shown up to confront Ava and tells her followers to attack her, and guess what? They don't move. And then these two people behind them that look just like the Creed brothers take off their mask, and guess what? It's the Creed brothers. Whoa! I did not expect this at all. <laughs> they they take out the camera guy and tell Schism that next week they will get a match with the Dyad, and if they win, they'll get reinstated in the NXT, and it'll be a cage match. Now, I've seen wrestling my entire life, and whenever somebody has a loser leaves town match or a loser leaves NXT or WWE or whatever – as far as I know, you can't just like show up whenever you want and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to make another match. I know I lost a match, but I'm going to make another match. And uh, if I win, I get my job back. Like, I don't think yeah. it should be the, the Creed's announcing this. I think it should be Shawn Michaels. He should like have some sort of storyline reason like, hey, we saw how you guys lost the the schism cheated or whatever. So because of that, they're going to get another chance or at least like have the Creed's bring up. Oh, we spoke to Shawn Michaels or whatever. But for them to just like say we're just going to get another match. Oh, willy dilly. Like we can run shot around here. That's not how it works. I'm sorry. These are, I, I read these loser leaves town contracts and you can't just make another match and get your job back. That's not how it works in the, the world of professional wrestling. Um, but other than that, this is something that I think we expected, obviously with the Creed brothers. Um, I'm not sure if like they had maybe plans of them getting called up, but then for whatever reason, they just decided not to. And they had to kind of, kind of work their way back into a storyline where they kind of stay back at NXT. Yeah. Um, but like, they didn't say like the dyad gets out of NXT. It was just basically if, creeds win they get their job back that's all it was there's no other like stipulation and obviously it's a cage match so that way they can keep um they can keep the uh schism out of the ring which we know the cage never works the cage uh yeah no people I mean, always this, get in the cage the entire schism is going to be sur- surrounded the cage anyway right that's what we're yeah. expecting but mm-hmm. at, 
how do, how do you just call your shot like that? You're not in the company anymore. So. I don't know. I need to know who their their contract negotiators are that they were able to get this because it's a pretty sweet deal. Type booking here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear us talk more heels, uh, definitely check out our what up though. Uh, Absolutely. For the first season, we we had a weekly episode, a weekly podcast reviewing heels on turning heels. But this year, uh, we decided to kind of like sum it up. And uh, in what up though? So we did the first three episodes, and I want to say if we plan it out correctly, by the time we have another episode, we should be able to do the, the last five and kind of do a whole wrap up on yeah. the season. It should be like mid September or so. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely check it out uh, if you want to hear more about heels. We go to the metaphor where they're celebrating in the back. They drink drink a champagne. Um, they're putting the, the champagne in the Heritage Cup, but like I, I want to see them actually drink from the Heritage Cup, which they didn't do for some reason. It's no, like if you're gonna pour the champagne in the cup, you have to drink from the cup, right? That's yeah. what they do. Um. And then this lady walks in and she serves Noam a paper and Noam's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want any autographs. And she's like, no, 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 this is not an autograph. This is from the Heritage Cup Committee. I'm like, what the fuck is the Heritage Cup Committee? Who's on the like, committee? I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Saint? Like, uh, I really don't know who would be running this the Heritage Cup Committee. You but think Nigel's still on it? <laughs> no, I think that Nigel's nah, a little busy. Yeah, yeah, I think Nigel's yeah, a little yeah, busy. Yeah, he's a little busy. Um, he doesn't care about this at all. So he's like, oh, my main man, Mensa, go ahead and read it. And as soon as, like, it says, like, uh, the winner of the match tonight, he's like, what do you mean winner? I, re- I retained tonight. I retained it. But we find out that next week will begin the NXT Global Heritage Invitational eight-man tournament where the winner will get a Heritage Cup title shot at the No Mercy PLE. And they all start celebrating. And Dar says he's celebrating because this means he doesn't have to defend his title in five weeks, which I thought was hilarious. Like, that's what he's happy about. He's happy about, like, I'm off the hook. I'm off the hook for five weeks. (laughs) Now, when I hear the name Global Heritage, my my first thought was the um, the Cruiserweight Classic, how they brought in people from all these different countries and whatnot. So I hope that's the idea because they kind of, like, hinted at the fact that we're going to be bringing people from all parts of the world. So I don't know if that's going to be, like, new people in NXT that just happen to be from different countries or if like they're actually going to bring in talent that's not, you know, under contract, whatever. Cause I think that'd be pretty awesome. Like bring in like a freaking, uh, I don't know, somebody from, from Japan, somebody from a new Japan. If you're able to bring in like a master watch, I know it's not possible, but like, imagine if they bring in like somebody from new Japan just for like one match or whatever, just switch it up a little bit, have NXT yeah. a little bit of a talking point where it's like, Oh, next week you get to see like Andy talent from Mexico or, you know, somebody from Japan or somebody from elsewhere, just like bringing these different names to come in. Like, if you're going to call a global invitation, I feel like they kind of have to bring in some some names that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, even dig into like U.S. Indies, like bring in like a Jordan Oliver or something, mm, you yeah. know, like something like somebody like that that are like, oh, he, NXT match? I guess I'll turn on NXT this week, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm digging that too. So, yeah, I hope we get like some triple I guys, you know, something. Mm. That'd be crazy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you can put Dragon Lee in this tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you definitely mean? have people on the roster that already like fit that mold, being like yeah, international or whatever. Mold, yeah. We're probably gonna see some like NXT UK guys that we like forgot were still on their contract. Like Shaw Samuels is gonna show up. Like, what? Why is he here? Like Trent Seven or something. Like, what? Why this guy's here? Like, yeah. No, no, no. We're gonna no. see like some NXT guys probably come out of this, unfortunately. We go to the next match Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio of the Judgment Day versus Dragon Lee and Lira Valkyria. Dominic and Dragon Lee start the match. Before they start the match, I always wonder this. Like, you know how Rhea does a spot where she, like, whispers something in Dominic's ear? I feel like every week it's just, like, a joke, like, a really stupid joke. Because, like, when she says it, Dominic legit, like, laughs. So I wonder if it's, like, she just goes through, like, a book of jokes. Like, stupidest, like, dad's jokes in the world. And just says one randomly to Dominic every week to try to make him, like, crack. And and that has to be it, right? Like, what else could he he be saying? do, like, a little smile out there. Yeah. I would would think she's like, hey, look at that guy front row. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. It's like, make, like, I was was thinking that also. Like, making fun of people in the front row. Like, look at the guy to your left. Like, look at that stupid hat he's wearing. pretty much, like, 
um, lip singing all the lyrics this time on this yeah. entrance, and that I was pretty that. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I really I like that, that song now, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, Judgment Day is everywhere. Like, I feel like they're taking a break with Bloodline, and now Judgment Day is going to be like on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They're going to be like it. featured on the next pay per view and everything. So I'm yeah. I'm totally for this. But the match itself starts with Dominic and Dragon Lee both going for pin attempts right away until Lee stuns Dom with a drop kick. Tom goes. Dom goes to tag out to Rhea, so Lyra has to come in. This is mixed match rules here. Rhea starts yelling that she tried to give Lyra advice, but she disrespected her. They go back and forth until Rhea backs away to the corner to avoid getting kicked and smacks Lyra down. This fires Lyra up as she starts punching and kicking away, but Rhea tags out to Dom during all this. He gets in Lyra's face, but Dragon Lee comes in, takes down Dom with a a super kick. Lyra takes Dom and Rhea to the outside as Lyra and Dragon both take him out with a drop kick and a dive combination as we go to the break. When we come back, Rhea has Lyra in the middle of the ring, tied on the body scissors, but Lyra punches her way out. Lyra reverses a suplex into a DDT as Dragon and Dom tag in. Dragon goes right after Dom, draping him on the ropes for a top rope stomp for a two. Dragon dodges a 619 attempt and hits a sit-up powerbomb, but Rhea comes in to break up the count. Lyra tries a hurricanrana on the outside, but Lyra catches her and slams her into the barricade. But as she's trying to go back to the ring, Raquel Rodriguez makes a surprise run in here as they do have a match coming up for payback. And she takes out Rhea, and they fight all the way to the back back in the ring um dragon lee hits dom with this like i'm not sure what he calls it but it's basically like a running jumping reverse ddt um to get the pen at 14 minutes and seven seconds yeah it's destino right is it a destino yeah pretty much yeah it's pretty much destino not not sure if he has a name for it i don't know drag drag stino something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll work on it we'll work on it It it's just called destino Yeah, nice little segment here. Obviously, keeping people reminded that uh, Raquel is feuding with Rhea, so you still have that storyline going. That's like the reason, you know. I like how like Dominic cannot like win a match unless like Rhea's there to help him. So the fact that as soon as like she's gone, he just totally loses track of everything, and, mm-hmm. and Dragon gets to win. But I think it's the the right choice here, um, and definitely can continue this this Lyra feud if you want to have like Lyra come up to the main roster, or, you know, have some revenge on Rhea, whatever the case is. Um, but yeah, I think a nice little showcase here, and, and I like the the constant usage of Judgment Day in all these shows, including NXT. Yeah, um, this match was pretty good. Uh, I like that some of this match kind of looked a little sloppy with Rhea and Lila, but it didn't really look sloppy if you think about it. It just looked like they were struggling for power. Like Lila was trying to, I said, I'm saying Lila, but Lila, she was trying to like show her that she's strong too. So it looked like more of a, a struggle for the strength, you know what I mean? More than sloppy, but she's looking pretty good. Uh, of course, Rhea's looking amazing. She's killing everything right now from Raw to SmackDown to NXT. Um, what, what more can I ask for from Dom? You know, like you said, it, he can't win a match without Rhea, so she has to stick around for him to keep this title. And we, what do you think? You think we're gonna Dom is gonna lose his North American title anytime soon, or we're gonna just keep getting this interaction on NXT? Well, I mean, they set up this thing with with Mustafa Ali, so I could probably see that match happening and no mercy. But I feel like I know Mug is gonna be upset, but I feel like uh, Dominic could definitely retain there. And the fact that, like, oh, yeah, yeah. they tease, like, Rey Mysterio at NXT, but he didn't have actually wrestled yet, but now he's, like, the U.S. champion, so maybe they could do something with Rey and Dominic um, fighting over North America or the U.S., whatever the case is. Um, but I can see him hold on to the, the title a little bit more, especially if, like, they want to keep Judgment Day on NXT, and it makes perfect sense to having him being one of the champions. He kind of has to show up, so it yeah. gives him, like, storyline sense on why the Judgment Day keeps coming down to NXT. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed this match. I, I, I definitely have a same trouble here pronouncing lyra valkyria's name sometimes and i feel like tony d'angelo only messed me up earlier when he was like yeah liar valkyria and i was that's like right. that's, yeah yeah sure we'll really. go with that we'll go with that <laughs> we go backstage where carmelo hayes is getting ready for the main event tonight and trick williams comes in carmelo says that trick did his thing tonight 
And Trick says that it's Hayes' first title defense without him by his side. And then Hayes, like, he doesn't mean it like in a in a negative sense, but he's like, yeah, you know, last time I fought Dragonov at the bash, you know, there's a little asterisk next to my win because of um, you know, what you did. And you know, we just can't have that, we can't do that anymore. And this whole time, Trick is like eyeing the, the title that's there on the locker, and then he gets a little offended. He's like, Oh, wh- what do you mean? Like, you don't you don't want me by your side anymore? What's going on? And Mel's like, Oh, don't worry about it. Um, just just go ahead and you know, just do your thing and I'll, I'll do my thing, and just kind of walks away. But um, yeah. Trick picks up the title, looks at it a little bit more, and hands it to Carmelo. So it looks like I, I, I hope it's not like a heel turn for either one of these guys. I, I want them to like have a competitive match. Maybe have like Trick be a little pissed off at it, but like end it where he still has respect for him and he still bigs up his his brother. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't want yeah, him to like yeah, feud, feud, like blood feud. Either. Yeah, nope. But definitely have a competitive match to the point where like Carmel was like, "Listen, I've been seeing you bust your ass. You want a title shot? You got it." And just still keep this friendship going on. Because I don't, I don't want to see Trick turn heel. Like you know what I mean? Like he yeah, needs no, to stay how he is. Absolutely not. It 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 works that trick is his second but he can actually still wrestle you know it works yeah. perfect so yeah i don't i don't want to see these guys have this much tension this little bit of story development between these two is enough like i don't need anything more to that the only way i can see this work and i'm, I'm kind of like upset how they've been like handling it but like since um the street profits joined the La- uh bobby lashley i thought it was gonna be more of like a heel faction just the way they debuted them like they kind of like beat up everybody yeah. so oh, they're gonna be heels but then like the next week Street Profits come out like nothing changed. They're just like, they're still in the same gear and music. Like, I'm like, that's not really a direction change. I kind of was upset by that. So if they did like have a total like heel, like character change with Lashley and the Street Profits, then maybe I could see Trick Williams like kind of being like persuaded to like leave Carmelo and go join them on the main roster and kind of like have Carmelo be offended by that. I can see that, but you still don't have to do like him just straight up turning on him to, to do that story, I feel like. We go to the back where Mackenzie Mitchell is with Tiffany Stratton, who says that her mentions on Twitter or X are going crazy right now because she said that Becky Lynch uh, was NXT champion. And of course, she was not NXT champion. But Tiffany says that Becky is irrelevant. So well, we can get into it now. But they later on say that Becky basically um, put up a tweet saying, oh, yeah, I'm not NXT Women's Champion just yet. So I wonder if like this slip up was done on purpose, like with her mentioning Becky so they can lead to like an actual match. But I feel like now they kind of have to with Becky having this yeah. tweet reaction to it. I feel like Becky has to come down to NXT and do a match between Becky and um and Tiffany Stratton. So, I mean, I wouldn't do it for the No Mercy show, but maybe like an upcoming episode of NXT, just have Becky come down here and do it. But yeah, what do you think? You think this was like an actual slip up that she mentioned Becky or this is all done on purpose to to build this to this actual match? I, I think it's a build. I mean, because what else is Becky doing right now? You know what yeah, I mean? She's so shooting with Trish. You know, have a cage that's match still going that. on, right? Yeah. So after that, she'll probably be free to do something else. So, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, this that could just plant the seeds right now. I can take that because it, it'll last until after No Mercy. So yeah, just plant the seeds right now, and then later mm-hmm. on down the line, Beck shows up, big beat down. It's on for the title. Honestly, if they want to like introduce Tiffany to the main roster, put her with Trish. Have a uh, Tiffany be like backup Trish and have her beat like have her help beat um Becky Lynch that way. That way, like if Tiffany does drop the title, let's just say to Roxanne or whoever the case is, and No Mercy show up on Raw the next day. And they'll actually be like on Trish's corner and have Trish with Tiffany and um and Zoe Stark. A little little stable going on there. I feel like that would be good for Tiffany to kind of have her attached to somebody like Trish. Yeah, like Trish mentoring the two. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Good um idea. and during during this segment, we also get the confirmation that next week it will be a four-way match between Roxanne Blair, Gigi Dolan, and Kiana. Um, who do you think who do you see winning that match? I, I was gonna say Roxanne, but after looking at the lineup and after the way she kind of presented herself, I think Gigi might actually yeah. win this and get the title shot. It seemed more like a Gigi Tiffany feud than anything. So, yeah, yep. Gigi. 
We see highlights of last week where Andre Chase's distraction caused JC Jane to beat Thea Hale. And then we see still from last week after the match, Thea's backstage pleading to the referee saying that the match shouldn't count. The referee says, I'm sorry, it counts. You lost the match. JC Jane walks in and she's being like a little bit more like baby face here. And she admits um, that a beast, she fought a beast tonight. And says this is the same Thea Hale who walked into the locker room a year ago and gives her some advice. and says that people like us always get through this. What does she mean, people like us? Ooh, like, no I'm, idea. Like, I'm like, I look at JC <laughs> Jane, no I look at Thea Hale, I don't see any, there's only one obvious, like, thing that they both are, but, like, they don't seem like the same type of person or character, so I'm not sure where JC Jane was going with this people like us thing. I'm like, I don't think JC Jane sat at the same uh, lunch table as Thea Hale and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Chase U at all. Like, it was a little off by this, and then I'm not sure if this is just JC just, like, messing with her, messing with her head, because she definitely seems more of a heel character. I wouldn't turn JC babyface, especially, like, something like this. Um, so I feel like this might just be JC just kind of fucking with um, Thea's mind a little bit. I- but people like us, what, what, do we, what do we get here? What do we, I don't know. I, is this something that we don't know about Thea? Is, it, does she have like some kind of dark past or something? Like what is, I, I don't I know. Just, I just, Robert know. Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder just popped in my head. What do you mean? You, what do you what? mean? <laughs> That's like, a that popped in my head. I was just like, what is, what does that mean? Like, I have no idea what that means. Even Vic asked that on the commentary. Like, what, what is she talking about? So hey, saying, like, we're all confused. What, 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 what do you mean? People that, like had AEW dark matches. Like I don't. What do you, what do you mean by people like us? Like this, uh, what's the connection here? You guys both signed to. I don't know. This is really weird. I, I never understood this. Dark matches. <laughs> I don't see any of the connection. I don't think JC Jane even was on AEW dark, but a lot of these girls were. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. This post wrestling podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. <laughs> we go to the next match, or do we? We're supposed to get Von Wagner versus Baron Corbin, but as uh, Von is making his entrance here, Corbin attacks him from behind, and he's sporting some new gear here um, oh, that Vic geez, calls like right. Harlem Heat type gear. Um, and Booker's like, no, 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 don't say that. That's a heat wave gear. Don't don't say Harlem Heat. To me, I'm more like it was like, Bam Bam. I was gonna say Bam yeah. Bam, and like yeah. It doesn't help that Baron has a, a shaved head, but definitely gave me like Bam Bam Bigelow vibes. Shout out WrestleMania 11. But like, know, that's I definitely think... the vibes that I got out of this. It was kind of weird. It's, you can't wear this in, in, again, right? It's, it's just for Heat Wave. You can't like it didn't, wear this it next didn't week. even finish the match. Yeah. So you, you didn't, didn't do a match. You didn't have a match. <laughs> Baron, like a couple weeks ago, I think I, I, I was in the group chat and I praised him. I said, this might be his best gear ever. And it took him a long time to do it. This is up there with the worst. Like, <laughs> And you make how do you make Bam Bam's uh, scheme look bad? Like he has on the sleeve. What what is up with the shooting sleeve? Are you Allen Iverson? Uh, he it was like regular pants with like just the like a uh, you know like the Bam Bam flames and it had the triple like the double Bs. Cool. Yeah, the BC or Baron Corbin. I actually had to look the pictures because I when I was in Detroit went to the WWE Superstore and they had like yeah. Bam Bam's outfit there. I'm like, this is the same outfit that they had there. Did he just like take it? I'm like, if people can see like. That's that's the bad bad outfit that was over in Detroit. I'm like, yeah. did, did Baron Corbin just take it and that's and like you know customize it a little bit? 
But it looked like he had on like regular black joggers with a Bam Bam sticker down the legs. And I was like, what is what is he wearing? What is Baron Corbin wearing? He, he knocked out of the park like two weeks ago and then just to go back to first base. All right, dude. Come on. Let's start again. So Von Wagner and Bam Bam Corbin, the match never starts here as they keep rolling on the outside. Uh, they go against the steel steps. They go against the barric- uh, barricades. Corbin even tries to go after Mr. Stone, but Von stops him. And he's about to put him through the table. But Braun Breaker comes out of nowhere and spears Vaughn. And, of course, he has a shirt that says, best spear in the business. So shots fired here. Take that, Edge. Take that, um... Take that, Roman. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Take, Take that, that, Moose. Take that, Take that, Ricky that Starks. Ricky Starks. <laughs> Camille. There's a lot of people use spears. Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> best spear in the business. But it was, like, one of those, like, custom shirts that, like... I, like, NXT just gets, like, these, like, deals. Yeah, press-ons. Yeah. yeah. But... What is what is Braun's purpose to, to, to jumping into this though? I don't know. showing off his he, new Jordans. He had a nice pair of Jordans. He's been feuding with with um with with Vaughn, I guess. Um, but like, I thought that feud was done. Like, I feel like I feel like they they weren't feuding anymore. I guess they still are. Um, I don't know. It's got to lead to like some sort of tables match between all three of them, right? Like we didn't get, we didn't get to see the table spot. We saw a table spot later on in the show, but between these guys, there was no no table spot. You know, no table for one for for Vaughn. So yeah, maybe we're leading to some sort of triple threat match. At um, at the what's the next show? At uh, No Mercy. No Mercy. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Braun, I guess, it's is still. I feel like Braun is just like lingering until like they're ready to bring him up yeah. to the main roster. Because like it keeps like every time we think, oh, he's just gonna disappear, get called up. No, he, he's still here. He's still mm-hmm. hanging, and he keeps coming out of nowhere, just through the crowd, spearing people every week. It's just like, dude, like guess something That's else. What, he's yeah. a, a lot of NXT X champions have this period when they just linger around. Yep. After and then like, cause the rightful person who's supposed to take the belt next takes the belt and then it's just like um what do i do until the next after mania or something like that but we yeah. expected to see braun go up like after like the last two big wwe ple's so yeah i'm not, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with the guy but i, I don't mind seeing braun I, I i like braun breaker so i don't i don't mind seeing him but and if they want to do this triple thread i don't this three big horses you know why not yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, they could bring him in for like Survivor Series. That could be like a good show to like debut him at. Um, mm. If you want to wait till Rumble, it's a little ways off, but you could obviously bring people in the Rumble and do it that way and have him have like, a spear off or something in the Rumble. Yeah, he's it's, probably it's, just waiting till the Rumble, to be honest. At this point, right? Yeah. We go to the schism and they are mad. They're upset at what the Creeds did, but they definitely agreed to the match for next week and it said they're going to end it once and for all. We see highlights of last week of Eddie Thorpe costing Dijak his match against Wesley. So Dijak calls out Thorpe and says that in seven days, um, tells him to come with the spirits because he won't only break his body next week, but he'll also break his spirit. And I guess we'll be having Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. This is when we see the, the tweet from Becky Lynch saying that I haven't been NXT Women's Champion just yet. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's going to lead to a match now after this. Yeah, definitely. We go to the main event for the NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes defense against Wesley. Uh, we have one of those videos on the Tron here and this shows a Wesley's jersey being burned during Melo's entrance as we see Waterfall washing it all the way. I guess it's like um some line of a big joke Joseph was uh mentioning something about waterfalls. I guess a line that they must have said in the promo. So I guess it's like the way of the, the waterfall washing uh, over yeah, the don't, uh, uh he said don't go chasing waterfalls. He did the TLC line. Gotcha. Yeah gotcha. so yeah that was it was actually I this is one of the dopest um jersey uh, burning graphics he's had so far so I, I really like this jersey in the raptor thing that carmelo has going on it's really dope i was so mad when i saw this i'm like damn when i when i had my feud with fire frank i should have had dicky bird make a video where it's like fire frank and this a water bucket just like extinguishing <laughs> him or something i don't know i don't know you didn't beat him so you can't 
<laughs> anyway, so we go to the match. And, uh, All right. <laughs> um, actually, at, at this point, really cool note here. Vic Joseph mentions the first time that two black men have competed in the main event for the NXT Championship. Um, yeah, really cool moment. I didn't realize it was you know two men in the main event for the NXT Championship. There was also a black referee. And we also have Be Detroit have the review here. So it's like it's like everything's just just matching up right here. Uh, Booker T mentions how he was there when Doug Williams was the first black coach to win the Super Bowl. He was also there when Ron Simmons won the World Championship. So definitely a, a big moment here, as Booker T expresses. They start the match going back and forth until both hit drop kicks and kip up at the same time. So it's kind of like the, the idea here is they're both kind of like, you know, matching each other with the moves and doing it the same thing. They start trading forearms as Hayes hits a Spanish fly as they go to commercial. We come back and I don't know, Booker T is on one as always. And he's talking about how like when you're a champion, you know, you get all the hottie biscottis. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Wesley's wife wants him to win the title now. I don't know if he wants any biscottis uh, hanging on to him, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You ever think Char- Charmel just like, you know, when Booker T comes home, Hey, how was work tonight? It was good. And Charmel's like, Hey, you know, I listen to you on commentary. What's, what's his deal with the biscottis, you know, like, uh, what did she stand in the crowd a couple weeks? Like a couple a weeks ago, yeah, yeah. She was probably just monitoring him. She's like, yeah, I'm making she's probably sure, a you know, gorilla, like with the headset on, like, okay, I got making sure, like, like fucking credit card. Keep getting these these Grubhub charges on my credit card. Like, damn, Booker, like, cut it out. I'll bring you food, Booker. Like, I'll bring you food. You don't have to buy no, 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 Frescoes no, no. every week. <laughs> we go back to the match where Hayes and Wes are fighting in the corner as Melo hits the fadeaway drop kick, uh, fadeaway leg drop, and then Hayes continues on the attack and hits a super kick for a two. Wes comes back and hits a meteora, a super kick, heads to the top rope, hits a twisting dive, and gets a two count. Melo dodges a cardiac kick and hits a cutter, followed by the first 48 for a two. They start fighting on the outside as Hayes places Wes on the commentary table and does like a springboard backwards into a DDT to Wes to go through the table. This was sick. When I first saw it, I thought he just like, I don't know, like clotheslined him or did something, but I have to go back and actually, no, he got the formation and actually twisted from the yeah. rope springboarding, hit the uh, the the DDT into the table. So we did get our table spot. Um, but yeah, this is this was sick. This, this that is crazy. Was wild. I didn't know what happened at first because I, I blinked and I'm like, okay, there somebody died. What happened now? We have to add but, this uh, to the next year's video game if they haven't already. Like this needs to be like to. a video. This is a video game spot. 100%. It's the most video game spot I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They go back inside where Wes hits the cardiac kick, but Mello escapes to the outside. Wes goes to dive on him, but he misses and goes like head first into the barricade. Now, it looked like it was supposed to be like actually crashed through it because if you look at it, it looks kind of gimmicky. It looks like it kind of broke apart, but I feel like Wes might have fell short. And I feel like he was supposed to like dive and go through the barricade, yeah. but he just fell short. Um, but it still looked pretty devastating because yeah, he just made it look. Just- Plop it right into more it. real that he just cracked it in half a little bit like it you, you have more concern for him than that rather than him going right through it you know what i mean exactly yeah i feel like if you would have went through it a little bit too much like okay this is like too much but right. it was just enough to like to kind of fall for the idea that he actually might get counted out because he was yep. just getting up and just made it right before the 10 count but as soon as he gets in mellow hits nothing but net from the top to get the pin at 11 minutes and 40 seconds to retain the NXT championship. I think this match was great. Um, I, I have to go back, but I, I feel like I enjoyed the Dragon Off trick match, I think a little bit more. Um, yeah. But these two, I feel like when I saw the time, I'm like, oh, they don't have that much time left. I, I feel like they should have definitely, if this match would have been on like uh, No Mercy, like Angle would have got like 18 to 20 minutes. I think it definitely yeah. would have showcased a little bit more. Um, but this was definitely sick. The spot to the outside with the table, the ending spot with going through the barricade and, you know, get ahead. I, this match was great. Um, I just feel like I like the Dragon Off trick match a little bit more, but this yeah. match was definitely up there. Yeah, this match was 
nothing less than what I thought it would be. Like I then that table spot was one of the most innovative table spots I've ever seen. So yeah, uh, this match was amazing. Um, these guys crushed it. Being that they were the first two black men to have a main event on NXT television, which I didn't even know. I thought that had been happening already. Um, yeah, that was not. cool. They had Booker T doing commentary with a black referee, and I'm doing a review for it. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, it was it was a good match, man. Like I like I said, I, this is what we expect of these two. We already know that Carmelo Hayes is Carmelo Hayes. He's him, and and Wesley is that guy. So. Man, I want to see part two. Even though West didn't win, I want another one. I think just to just to cap it off, because somebody has to go up eventually. They gotta they gotta do it one more time with more yeah. time. I wouldn't be opposed to a four way for No Mercy between uh, Mellow, Wes, Trick, and Dragonoff. Because I think, I think that'd be too many four ways. You though. think so? I don't know. Yeah, because the, the ladies already got no. That, that's no, the ladies, ladies don't have a four way yet. So I feel like if, if you make that the only like multi man match, I think it's good because like. I don't want to go to Trick and Mellow already. Like, I feel like that's too quick. Yeah. Dragonov and Mellow, I feel like we just got. Um, unless you do Wes and Mellow again, maybe do like a stipulation. I want Trick to say Mellow should be like a like a TV special type thing, though. That, that yeah. you know, feud with the with the boys. So I, I don't know, but four way wouldn't be bad. But I I definitely want to see these two go again. Like this, I like you said, fifteen to eighteen minutes. It would have really kicked into that next gear about around that time. You know who's somebody who's been hanging around because I keep seeing him posting pictures of him being down in Florida, and I know he signed with them. Maybe they're gonna introduce him in the Global uh, Heritage Tournament, but a but a one um Brian Pillman Jr. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of like put him in the main title picture right away. You know, he has history ah, uh, with yeah. WWE with his dad and everything. I feel like he has a, a name value to it. Like I kind of half expecting him to come out at the end of this. Like, oh, they can't just have two black men in the bank. You gotta have a white man come in and kind of ruin it for everybody. <laughs> so I half expecting Brian Pillman to come in and just like take out Carmelo at the end and just set up a feud. Um, but it didn't happen. Um, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like Pillman is either in this Heritage Cup as an introduction or just kind of skyrocket him and kind of put him, you know, put the rocket behind him and kind of have him in the main event picture. I, wouldn't be opposed Paris to that. Cup would be it will be a great uh way to introduce Pillman. Um is he any worried of him being like his name staying Brian Pillman Jr.? Is, I would think so. Like usually in NXT at least they let you keep your name, especially if you have actually no, I can't say that because they changed Juan Wagner and and um and um Braun Breaker, didn't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Braun Breaker was I think was didn't he prefer to change his I think so. Gimmick? But I feel like okay. like like Pillman, like he just embodies his dad, like he is his dad and his he characters. Exactly like him too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope his name isn't like like Lewis, like Lou Cannon. Oh Jesus, Lucy Cannon, Lucy Lou Lou Cannon, Lou Cannon. You in here? No relation to Lucky Cannon back from NXT. Lou Cannon. I don't know. I really hope they don't give him like a stupid name or something. But yeah, that I hope not. I think I think Hunter let him be Brian Pillman Jr. I hope so. At least like an NXT and then if, you know, they want to change his name or whatever. They might do the opposite for Braun Breaker. They might bring him up and all of a sudden he's, you know, Braun Steiner or something. Who knows? Like, it's it's weird. Like, some, they like always change their stance when it comes to like names and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely like to see him like introduced this way um, in yeah. the tournament and kind of like Absolutely. keep, like, I feel like the one thing like AEW and those money things that they kind of fumbled the ball on, but the one thing I, I always stands out to me is after that dark side special, like they they had him like job to to MJF, like had a little bit of a feud, and mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Like they didn't really do anything with him. They kind of had him in the, the Hollywood Blondes, and then that kind of ended, and that was pretty much it. Like I feel like they could have definitely capitalized um, off of having Pillman there, and too many people there. I feel like, but I feel like at NXT, he could definitely like shine and kind of like get his name a little bit more notoriety. I think. 
Yeah, I mean they already got um they they'll have they have if they if it's confirmed that they have Brian Pillman, they have Braun Breaker, um you got Charlie Dempsey, you you got a bunch of guys that are second generation over there. You know, are you saying they're gonna do Legacy two point Oh jeez, you know I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. Cody can bring them all up and just you know honestly that'll be a pretty cool like heel faction to like take out cody like now until wrestlemania like all this time legacy like why not have a new legacy (laughs) it makes sense like or you could do it to a point where like you think cody's gonna be the leader like he's gonna introduce these guys and they will just turn on him right away like have a segment on raw where cody's like these are the sons this is you know braun braun steiner and von beverly and lou cannon and uh (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know all these guys and like they just turn on him and then charlie, he kind of like charlie regal charlie Char- <laughs> charlie blackpool, charlie uh, blackpool. <laughs> these are all guys you know second generation <laughs> and just have them like attack him and like kind of like you know like nexus style or shield style and that'd yeah. be a cool way like you know he was originally like under orton and i have like cody like have to battle these guys maybe even bring in like randy orton back to hey, have, he's trying to cody. give him advice yeah. like hey <laughs> they're doing the same thing i did to you guys so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty um, dope. But yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed the show. I think it was pretty strong. There wasn't really like any match that like stunk up the joint. Um, obviously with the short match between Ava and Ivy, we didn't have a match with Vaughn and Baron, but that was basically basically a segment. Um, even the tag match was good between uh Judgment Day, Dragon Lee, and Lyra. Um, trying to think what else happened on this show. Yeah, the opener was really good between Dragonov and Trick. The main event was awesome between Carmelo and Wes. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed yeah. the show. Whenever they have like these like specials, like these non PLE, but still called something else specials i feel like they definitely um make him feel special for sure so what do you think um about like the, the opening segment with tony d'angelo do you think we're gonna bring big Ange into the fold of the family i hope so i really okay. do yeah because she she definitely she um when i first saw her she looked just like um gia miller who does uh-huh. like the commentary for uh impact i'm like what the I'm like, why is she here? I'm like, wait, it's not her. And I, I'll be honest with you, I had no idea who she was. I knew all the other ones. I recognized them from like Level Up and whatnot, but yeah. I didn't recognize her. I had to actually look her up. And her name was Anna Kiefer, and she's like, I guess, a new signee. Um, but I don't know if that's her actual voice, but if it's not, she she hit that spot on. Like, they need. I, mean, her. I was gonna say, like, you can't not. I can't not hear her as like the Italian chick now. Like, she she nailed it. She sounds like one of the guys. <laughs> so yes. I was like, all right, bring her into the family. Why not? I wouldn't be like if they make her like Big Ange D'Angelo or something and like have her like the sister or the cousin of Tony D, something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, Definitely yeah, bring her to the fold. Like, yeah. like kind of similar to like when Big um uh Cass, Big Cass and Enzo had Carmella. And it, originally Carmella was like this type of character. She was like a Staten Island, like I think she was like a hairstylist or something. And she had a very thick accent. She kind of had the same attitude and then she kind of did her own thing after that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be like opposed. I've always like said they should like bring in like a female to be with them. Originally, I thought of the girl from um from Women of Wrestling, uh, Valentina uh, Gambino, I think is her name. Uh, Adriana Gambino, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, she would be perfect for that role because she has a whole Italian Sopranos look. But if they want somebody in their own system, this girl is for it, honestly. Like, she has the she voice. Not, she yeah. doesn't have to wrestle. Like, if she doesn't know how to wrestle, fine. Keep her there for now as, like, a character. And, you know, have them feud with, like, Judgment Day and all, all these, like, um, factions. They always have, like, a, a strong female with them, I feel like. You have, you know, Diamond Mind. You have Schism. So um yeah, why not have this um big Ange join um join Tony D'Angelo and Frank too. Yeah. Frank's fire Frank Sulo. He should also join. Fire Frank, um, Big Ange, uh Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo Dimes back. You already got stacks. Yeah, I'm there you go. That's our cast for our Italian wedding that I'm hey, you're booking the um, whole thing. So yeah, yeah just keep yeah, it yeah. off. <laughs> NXT Italian wedding um coming soon. My big um, NXT Italian wedding. <laughs> 
Frank is enjoying some pretzels on his lunch. That's not really even an Italian thing to have as pretzels. I don't know. That's not really been like it. You gotta eat like pistachios, Frank. You gotta eat like you know almonds. That's that's yeah, a really on. Italian Italian snack. We don't we don't, we don't, gimmick, we, don't Frank. we don't eat pretzels. Well, what's a pretzel? You know, come on, yeah. <laughs> we but uh, yeah. Go I was gonna say anything else you want to say about the show before we move on to feedback? No, just. Uh, just... I want to say congratulations to uh, Wesley, man. Uh, I mean, to uh, Carmelo Hayes and Wesley for putting on a great show and being the first two black uh, guys to main event NXT. That was, I, like I said, history I didn't even know was being made. That was, that was yeah. Dope. And I, I want to say Big E was backstage because I saw a photo of Big E and Carmelo right, both holding yeah. their titles, the old NXT title, the new title, kind of standing next to each other. So that's a pretty cool moment there. Dope, um, yeah. Shout out to Big E. I mean, I, I, you know, it looks like the more and more you think about it, the more it looks like um, he unfortunately won't be coming back. Um, but they need to use this guy any way they can. Commentary, manager, yeah. something like this guy. This guy is a is a is a special a special man for sure. Um, and just having him down at NXT just with these guys, I think, will be a, a good benefit to anybody involved. Yeah, he been in. He was in Detroit for like two months before yeah. He was just basically living here. He's he's a great guy, man. So we're gonna go to some feedback here, and we start with Cameron, who says, first of all, what a great pairing to cover Braden and Davey. Thank you, Cameron." Solid PLE, not a PLE, but close enough. Solid PLE that mixed developmental wrestling with polished banger matches. Dragon All versus Trick. Trick stepped up and put on a show solid match. Mixed tag match. Lyra looked fantastic against one of the best in the business, Rhea, not Dom. Noam versus Fraser. Banger, both look great. The woman's segment was awkward on the mic, but they got TV time and just need reps. All have potential in the ring and are better talkers than when they started. Roxy sounded great. Same with Ivy and Ava. Was it great? No, but they got, but they got, they got to start somewhere. It's only two minutes. Wes versus Mello was really good, but I think a rematch with more time would be better. Maybe a triple threat at No Mercy with Ia. I agree. NXT is on a hot streak. Every show leaves you feeling positive. Also, Becky coming on to NXT. Why not? I love the mix of experience and green talent. It's working so well. Take care, both of you. Thank you so much for that, Cameron. Thank you, thank you. Um, I did. I didn't have the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. See. No, it's all good. We go to Muggin, who says it was sink or swim for Trick Williams. To his credit, and to his credit, he kept his head above water. Would it be best? Would it be a stretch to say that Ia Dragunov is NXT's best bout machine? Heritage Cup has become a crutch for Noam Dar. Was kind of hoping he'd move on from it into more traditional wrestling, like the North American title. More on that in a second. The the women's title was okay. What gave me pause was that Tiffany name-dropped Becky Lynch, who never held the NXT women's title. I love that Roxanne Perez's continued maturity didn't sacrifice her innate likability. Sounds like she could be next up for Stratton and No Mercy. The mixed tag match played out the way I hoped it would. When you remove Rhea from the picture, Dom is beatable. We we totally agree with that, Muggin. Absolutely. Dragon Lee pinning the champion earns himself a rematch in Bakersfield to put, on, put an end to his Judgment Day experiment in NXT. Lyra also got elevated too. Greater things lie ahead. I bet she'll be NXT Women's Champion by year's end. Mello and Wes was good. That DDT through the table was nuts and it left room for a rematch. The backstage skit with Trick Eye in the title planted seeds for a match between them. I feel like I'm reading my notes here, Muggin. Like <laughs> um, and then he had a little asterisk here. I have to like go back. You know, he has like little like um, little like um, notes here. So he, he had put an asterisk next to Becky Lynch's name and the asterisk represents that the name drop in Becky has to be by design. Tiffany better up her mic skills because she'd get eaten alive by the man if she ever makes a pit stop at NXT. Glad y'all are holding down the fort. Thank you so much, Morgan. I absolutely agree. I think that Becky is too far ahead on the microphone to even step in NXT just yet against uh, Tiffany. Because, I mean, Tiffany sounds good on the mic, 
but she's not Becky Lynch level. She's going to chew her up. And Becky's Becky's so good at one-liners, that crowd is going to be chanting whatever she says about Tiffany. So yeah. before they even do this, we got to make sure we got something written really nice for Tiffany to go against Bex. Because uh, oh, yeah. that girl can call it on the fly, man. Yeah, for sure. Becky's not going to take any of her shit. He's going yeah, to break, no. break that Barbie doll in half. <laughs> She's going to kill her. We lastly go to Frank. Fire Frank says, first of all, congrats on the spot, Sino and B. BSK is family. Really enjoyed the Trick Ia match. Trick going down fighting made him look even more of a star. They've got something in him. And Ia never had a bad match, so this was captivating. The Heritage Cup match, Dickie Bird told me in confidence it was his match of the year. See, I told you, Dickie Bird loved the Heritage Cup. Loved it. Um, it was predictable chaos, predictably chaotic, and the rifle champ is back on his throne. Maybe Ava shouldn't have gone around with two dudes in masks when they were still looking for the creeds. <laughs> the cage match should be great, though. The historic main event was a great taste of what a longer match between Melo and Lee could be. The table spot, the table spot, though, what a year it's been for Lee since his partner mysteriously disappeared and nobody remembered his name or the team name. Um, Frank, his partner is on Impact Wrestling every week on Thursday. I'm not sure if you have seen that show. <laughs> um, he stepped up and became a single star we hoped he would be. Von Braun and Corbin triple threat. Chris Leone, hope so. Unfortunately, Dirty Don was cheated just like when he had to do time because of his deadbeat dad. Damn, Frank woke up violent today. Shows violence. Anyways, I don't want to fully recap the show you just recapped. (laughs) (laughs) That legit made me pop. So I'll leave you with one more congrats on the guest spot. You're more than holding down the fort for the BDE. This one's for you. You want it. You got it. B and Cino telling you the NXT truth. Oh um, shout out Frank and thank you for the shout two dollar the two dollar um <laughs> super chat here. It looks like he says shout out Hudson Cafe and Detroit House of Pancakes. So Some we had to split this half in Detroit. We split this man. So you get a dollar, I get a dollar, and that starts my school supplies fund. Um, uh, um, speak of school supplies, um, coming in from the bosses, hot off the presses. Uh-oh. Uh, Brayden wants us to. Promote and we're going to promote this because this is great. This is a great cause, man. Um, at the House of Glo- uh, I'm sorry, at the uh, Demand Lucha show tomorrow, they'll be doing a school supply drive, Ooh. and you can drop off your donations at the at right at the show at Demand Lucha. Um, it'll be from on August 24th to the 28th. They'll be taking donations. So if you want to drop off some uh, backpacks, lunch bags, pencil cases, anything school supplies, you can drop them off at Demand Lucha show. Or you can drop them off at the Art Academy from yeah from the twentieth to the twenty eighth. So yeah, it's a great cause, man. Also, definitely, yeah, definitely a great cause. And yeah, the Demand Lucha show tomorrow is actually Demand Lucha versus House of Glory, yeah, which is House really cool. Like the fact that like I know they mentioned this before, but it's basically like the BDE's like local wrestling fed fighting like the local fed that me and Frank go to. Um, we just came back from a from a House of Glory show. Really cool. Um, unfortunately, Eddie Kingston. Uh, I don't know if uh, he got pulled at the last minute from from a certain somebody to not be on the show, but unfortunately he was not on the show. Um, mm-hmm. But we did get Masha Slamovich instead. We had um, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi was there, which was pretty sick fighting uh, Matt Cardona. I got to meet Tanahashi and speak to him a little bit. Um, I told him, you know, thank you so much for fist bumping Brandon from New Jersey, and he's like, he couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, oh my god, Brandon from New Jersey. Ever since that spot, oh, everybody's man. talking about me on Twitter, and everybody wants to fist bump me and and, and be of part life. of be, be part of Brandon. And I fist bumped him, and we're just gonna continue this, this fist bumping. And then later on in the show, when it took him twenty seven minutes to to put the steel cage up, Tanahashi's like right next to me at the bar, just chilling, he's watching you know the main event jump off the steel cage um but shout out to the main event the the new house of glory tag team champions and they'll be wrestling tomorrow as well against losa medicos at the demand lucha versus house of glory show but yeah definitely good good uh good um 
good thing you brought up here with the school supplies drive. Um, so make sure you get can support any way you can. That's right. If you're checking out the House of Glory show, make sure you bring some school supplies down. Pencil cases, book bags, lunch boxes, whatever you got. Help the kids out. It's for the kids. I know Braden likes to say fuck them kids, but not here. We don't say that. We, we support say for the, the kids. kids. We say yes. for the kids. I got nieces, nephews, a whole bunch of them. So, yes. support the kids, man. Uh, BSK stands for being students, kids. <laughs> anyway, so there's hey, a big you, you got it. That was good enough. <laughs> there's a, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a show this Sunday mm-hmm. in uh, in London, London, Ontario. No, London, yeah. UK, UK, London. Uh, um, it's called All In. It's a little show. Um, yeah. So do you want to go over this show? There actually is a card now, believe it or not. Absolutely. Uh, and it's not Absolutely. complete yet, because the last I heard, there's still some additions that could be probably announced tonight on Dynamite, and there could also be some some changes, supposedly. There might be some issues with certain talent getting there. But as it stands right now at 12 p.m. on Wednesday morning, this is the card, and it starts it with... Like we always hook up before um, Dynamite, and then we you know get our bubble busted. Right at the end of the yeah, night. We'll, we'll make our predictions and then they'll just totally throw it out the window. By, by exactly. Yeah. But hopefully you'll hear this before Dynamite, before all this makes zero sense to you. Right. But on the zero hour, on the pre-show at 12 p.m. Eastern, we have Aussie Open defending the Ring of Honor World Championships against Adam Cole and MJF, better than you, Bebe. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this match? Or do we get a title change? Is it just a, set up a big angle? Like what, What's coming out of this match? Hopefully they don't win the titles. And hopefully they turn on each other. Well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking Adam Cole turns on MJF. Somehow baby facing MJF so um him and Punk stories can kick off. And of course Punk is gonna be the biggest heel in fucking wrestling then. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I feel like with all this this tease with the, the kingdom and Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, I feel like they're just gonna help um Adam Cole here. Um Absolutely. I feel like they're gonna drop the titles, and it's gonna be a total beatdown, a blood, a bloody. I would have like a bloody beatdown on MJF, like just bloody, bloody to the point where it's like this sh- stuff cannot even be monetized on YouTube. How are we showing this? Um, and then that's gonna just drive people at the last minute. To, okay, I have to watch the show now. You know, I have to see this main event. What's going to happen here? So yeah, I see it's gonna be one of those things where Aussie opens retains with some shenanigans, and it's just gonna lead to an angle. Because as far as I know, there's no other matches on the pre-show just yet. I'm sure yeah. by the time you hear this, there'll be a 35 man battle royal announced or something. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way. It's, it's just, I think it's just an angle. Like, why else would you do this match? You're not going to put the titles on them. I mean, they could, but that doesn't make any sense, really. We go to the main card. We start with the the real AEW World Championship. CM Punk defends the real championship against Samoa Joe. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this match? What's going to happen here? Of course, Punk loses. Um, I don't <laughs> see any funny business. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't see any funny business, but Punk wins, though. Um, Punk wins... Um, but an okay match, you know. I think the crowd is going to get this match over more than the guys will have to work. The crowd is going to do most of the work for these people. But um, I'm not mad at Samoa Joe keeping it, his ROH belts, so I don't want him to have the AEW championship. So of course, Punk wins this one. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like this just actually might start the the main show, and then Punk wins, and then maybe has some sort of angle at the end where you set up yep. the the real, you know, the undisputed championship match for the following week between um whoever the champion is and um. Uh, and um and CM Punk, um, but I guess we can jump that eighty thousand um seater to mm. set up. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. So so let's actually jump to that match really quick, so we can kind of like talk about what might happen all out. But for the main event, we have Adam Cole defending against MJF. Do you see a title change here? Do you see MJF retaining and fighting CM Punk in a rematch at All Out, or do you see Adam Cole versus CM Punk? How do you see this playing out? 
Uh, no, nope. After that, after Cole turns in the uh, opener, um, MJF wins, and um, Punk MJF face off. I guess you know that's pretty the same much way. Getting at. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the same way. We're gonna get. Like, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of angles, just like setting up everything. Um, the matches up. for the following week and whatnot. Which you know what? If you're setting up a lot of shit in front of all these people, why not? They're gonna be going crazy. I guess that that'll be great for the video packages. I agree. We have um, a Fozzie performance here, performing Judas. That's going to lead into really? the match. Yeah, they announced that uh, Fozzie is going to perform at Wembley. Just Judas. So I'm guessing they're going to perform it, and then Jericho's going to be all out of breath as uh, he has his match against Will Ospreay right after. He's going to be blown up. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's probably one of his dreams to perform, you know, in Wembley, just like all his favorite bands did. So why not? This is the only chance Fozzie's ever going to have probably to perform at Wembley. So why not? Yeah, why not do one song you... at least? I would love to be in that meeting where Jericho was trying to convince TK. Like, come on, dude. I mean, if you just do one song, get out of there. Like, I get it. I feel like because of him performing, that's going to be his reasoning for losing this match against Osprey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can explain. I like, yeah. yeah. I feel like Osprey is definitely going to go over here and then possibly lead to some sort of like multi man match at uh, All Out or maybe have like the Jericho Appreciation Society maybe like involved some way. But um, who do you, who do you see coming out of this? Do you see Osprey as well or do you think Jericho is going to squeak a victory out? Nah, I don't think um I think Jericho's done getting over. I think is I think he's gonna let Osprey pin him. But because who if Jericho wins, who who does that benefit? You know what I mean? Nobody. This match really doesn't benefit anybody winning because it's just a random, you know, just a random match, basically. So yeah, I, I especially suppose, if, if you want to do Osprey and Omega three, like you definitely want to keep Osprey like strong yeah, and like AEW viewers. Yeah. He can't lose to Chris Jericho and then we like, oh, I can't wait to see him fight Omega again. Like, why? Why? Yep. He just lost to Jericho. We have the stadium stampede match. As of right now, it is Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Ray Phoenix, and Orange Cassidy. Uh, six on six versus Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Willie Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club, as well as three mystery partners. Um, but it has been reported that Ray Phoenix is having some visa issues. So it looks like, unfortunately, he might not be able to make the trip. Um, which kind of explains this match tonight between John Moxley and Ray Phoenix. So I feel like it's going to be some sort of angle where they just totally bloody and destroy Phoenix to the point where he's out of the match. Um, yeah. So at that point, does it become five on five or do we have like another partner coming in on their team? So first of all, let's start with like the mysteries here. Like who who do you see on the, th- the three or two people on Blackpool Combat Club side? And also, do you see somebody replacing Ray Phoenix? Dude, I have no idea who they're going to put on this. <laughs> like these three opponents could be anybody, but I don't think it's going to be anybody like super surprising. I don't think it's going to be somebody I just couldn't think of at the moment, but I, I have no idea, dude, because if they're having visa issues with Ray Phoenix, who knows who can make it to trip? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And when are they plan on a, um announcing who's, who's three, I three people? I think they're going to keep it until the show, unless they announce it tonight. I feel like they're going to keep it at the show. So I feel yeah, like if you're cool. going to keep it at the show, it needs to be like a pretty big surprise. Like no yeah. offense to like, Santana or Ortiz, but are I don't know, they're gonna get a big reaction, probably. Yeah, because I feel like Webley's gonna pop for anybody that night, but they I feel will. like that's not really like a mystery thing. So I feel like if like my idea is Santina, Santana and Ortiz are gonna be involved in this somehow. Um, but I feel like if that's the case, they might have to announce that tonight at this point. <laughs> Shout out, Frank. He says Luther's gonna replace Phoenix, and he knows I love Luther. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, oh, there we go. Those are the three partners for the Blackpool Combat Club could be Luther, yeah. Serpentico, and uh, and Helico. The Spanish announced project. Spanish announced project. The BCCSAP. Uh, Down with OPP. Yeah, yeah there's right. a lot of letters to put on a shirt. <laughs> so 
I was I'm looking at the math here. So Ray Phoenix is injured. That's one person down and three people out on the other side. So I can yeah. see Shota Umino being one of the guys because okay. of the connection with Moxley. Yeah. Now I know people are saying Santana and Ortiz, and I mentioned this on um on Collision Course that um I don't know if it's true or not, but there's rumors that Santana and Ortiz might not be on speaking terms or whatever the case is. But mm. Santana is cleared to come back from injury. Okay. Um, so what I would do is I would put Santana on the Eddie Kingston team because he has that connection. Actually, or maybe Ortiz. Either one. They could flop either yeah. one. Maybe put Ortiz. Put Ortiz with Eddie Kingston. And then on Moxie's team have Santana along with um, Shota Umino. And then the third person could be Homicide because Homicide has that connection as well yeah. with yeah. Moxley. Um, so I feel like that way you can have Santana and Ortiz on opposite, on opposite sides um, and then still have all the, the people filled in. So that's what I would do. I would have um, you know Santana... No, Ortiz on Eddie Kingston's side, and then Santana showed Umino and uh, Sant- so many Santanas. We know what I mean. Santana Ortiz uh, showed Umino and Homicide be the four mystery people. I mean, but by the it, time you hear this, Dynamite will have you know announced yeah, that it's going to be been like, announced that it's going to be June Sakai or some shit. Who knows? Yeah, it's probably going to be like <laughs> Sammy Guevara, uh, Daniel Garcia, or something. Yeah, something yeah. totally left field. But regardless, who do you see coming out of this? Do you see the Blackpool Combat Club side, or do you see the Eddie Kingston side? Um, BCC probably have they lost one of these matches? They, they've won like two. No, they won a one blood and guts and lost one, I think. Right? Or they wasn't even BCC at that time. I don't think. Trying to see if I can pull it up. Yeah, Everybody in, in, in the chat. I think BCC wins this one though. Um, I just I don't see the best friends winning a stadium stampede match. They're never there for spots though. They're definitely yeah. there for some spots, but they're not going to win this match. I agree. We go to the next match. It is a six-man tag match as Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Konosuke Takeshita take on the golden elite of Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. I know people are a little upset about this match. They want Kenny Omega in a singles match. But honestly, with these six people, um, I could definitely see a really good match out of this. Um, I feel like it's it's really to lead to the Kenny Omega Takeshita singles match the following week. Um, but I feel like this match is going to be good. I would have Konosuke uh, and Bullet Club Gold get the win here. Possibly with even to catch that again in the pin on Kenny Omega. Um, what would you would do in this match? I don't know. This, this is very, very underwhelming. It's kind of like when ROH went to Madison Square for the first time. It's like, what are we putting in this card? Mm-hmm. Um, Bullet Club Gold is pretty hot right now. I give them yeah. that. Um, but for the biggest pay per view in my company's history, I don't want Kenny Omega in a six man. I'm just going to be honest. I want him in a one on one match. But yeah. Because th- this is a match you can see um, about four years ago in the undercard in New Japan. This is the exact yeah. same match you can see there. So it's nothing we haven't seen before. Um, I don't expect anything but six man contact. You know what I mean? I don't. It's gonna be. It's gonna be that exactly what we said. What I just said it was going to be the undercard at the New Japan show about four years ago. So the crowd's going to be crazy that's pretty much what we're watching this for i don't i don't have any expectations for this match at all it's going to be good why not yeah i think the crowd's definitely going to be crazy with this um as long as you give the match a lot of time and have like those spots where you have like your yeah kenny versus jy and you have your kenny versus takeshita and ibushi versus takeshita like all these different um matchups you could definitely have during this match um i think the crowd is definitely going to be into it and actually i forgot to mention this in the previous match but with the stadium stampede like you feel the crowd, like, how are they going to react to this? Because they're obviously going to be all over the place. You have 12 men wrestling here. I, I feel like that might, unfortunately, be a little sloppy um, yeah. from both watching from the arena as well as people watching from home. I'm not sure how they're going to do split cam with all these different matchups, but hopefully they film it in a way 
where we can actually see all the action. But I don't want like Wembley to, to turn on this match because it can't see anything. Um, Ugh, it's gonna be yeah. tough. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. I I, I don't want to watch a stadium stampede live like in the arena. Yeah, what that's the thing. Watch? Yeah, and, so. sh- and shout out to Frank for informing us. So BCC won Blood and Cuts last year, but they lost it this year. Okay, so they're one on one. So I, I think they could definitely um, they should have a match that like. they don't lose. Yeah, you know, like if they was the, like the kings of Blood and Guts, BCC would mean something. But uh, I digress. I'll be honest, like with all these stipulations, I always lose track. Like which one's Anarchy in the Arena, which one's Stadium Stampede. Like I, I can't, you know. I couldn't tell you the difference Can't between Stadium Stampede and Anarchy and Arena. <laughs> Frank says that he wonders they're going to do some pre-tape stuff. I think that would be even worse if you just like throw to a video on the screen. Like imagine having all this time waiting for a show in Wembley and then you're watching a match on the screen. Like, I don't well, know they if I did that. that. Didn't, like one of the Stadium Stampedes, like when they cut to the room and like Sean Spears is sitting in the chair in a dark room or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but wasn't that like during the, the empty arena stages? Yeah, it was then. So yeah, you can get away yeah. with it there. But if you have a, a crowd full of 80,000 people, I don't know if you want to show pre tape even if it's for a few minutes. I don't know if that's, I feel like the crowd might totally like turn on that. You need to have some sort of action going on, whether it be like people in different parts of the stadium, just have different pockets of people reacting to it i feel like yeah crowd the, the noise travels too crazy in huge arenas so it's like they're going to be reacting to something totally different on that side so uh, yeah good luck guys we go to the next match it is a tag team coffin match as darby allen and sting take on the mogul embassies ar fox and swerve strickland mm-hmm. what do you see coming out of this match um i see sting jumping off of something i see darby hurting himself really really bad and i see the mogul, mogul <laughs> embassy winning the match I don't, yeah. I don't see Sting and Darby winning this one. Or they could completely flip it on his neck and have Sting do something crazy and go over. But Swerve and AR need something. I feel like Swerve never wins in, like, big matches. Yeah, you know? he, still, he never got his win over Keith Lee, right? Like, that match never happened. Where's Keith Lee? How come he's not on this card? Who? Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's that? You could have definitely made this. I mean, there's already a six-man, but if you wanted to, you could have had, like, Keith Lee on Darby and Sting's side, maybe even Nick Wayne, and then on Mobile Embassy have, like, those guys, Brian Cage and Gates yeah, of Agony and all that. Yeah. Um. See, the thing is, this match has to be, like, very separated from the stadium stampede, especially if you want to do, like, crazy Sting stunts, because I feel like with these four, all four of these guys can hit crazy moves. I've seen AR Fox and Swerve Strickland do some ridiculous things in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Obviously, Starby Allen wants to die with all his moves, and then Sting is Sting. So I feel like they definitely... They obviously can't do the stadium stampede stuff type of stuff with this match, but I feel like you need to have some out of ring um, action here and do some at least one or two crazy, crazy spots between these four. Um, hmm. But I, I agree. I think Darby and Sting are going to get the, the win coming out of this. And then Darby has a match the following week, right? Against um, yeah. Luchasaurus. So you definitely got to keep them strong going into that title match. Now that I think about it, looking at the card, like the tag matches and the stadium stampede, it's not going to be no spots left for the main event. Like and all the spots are going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be done. And they said there might be some more matches added to this. I don't know if we're going to get like some battle royal or something, but we're definitely going to get some more matches according to Tony Khan's uh, press conference yesterday about this show. So, well, you can't have any more like crazy matches. You just need to have like two one on one straight up matches because everything else is chaos. What one on one matches would you do? Like, what would you oh, add? All the other one on one matches are going to be the following week. You have Hobbs and Miro got set up for the for all out. So it's like, what can what you really, I feel like matches? at this point. Ladies match. I mean, you could do Chris Statlander, Mercedes. I don't. That, I don't know if you do that like one on one at 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 a, at a all in though. I don't that you know. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. I don't know. Well, I, I didn't hear any women's match announced, so I don't. Well, speaking of women's matches, the only women's match we do have is Fatal Four Away for the AW Women's World Championship. Right. I'm sorry, not Fatal Four Away because that's a that's a WWE term that Tony Khan doesn't want to use. Four Way match: Hikaru Shida defending against Soraya, Tony Storm, and Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Um. 
I feel like Sheeta just won this title, but I feel like you need to probably probably put this on Soraya, uh, especially with this whole Tony Storm like delusional character you have it now. I feel like by putting the title on somebody else that's in her faction might just totally drive her off the end and just. I feel like I like Tony Storm's direction where she's going now. If you've been watching her, she's been like has really delusional, like yeah. 1920s type of like actress type of character. Like I'm just better than everybody, but I feel like it doesn't fit with the outcast at all. Like it's totally different. So I feel like this might be the driving wedge to separate them and have put the title on Soraya. She's going to be a baby face winning that title anyway. So have Tony Storm turn on her either that night or the following episode of, you know, dynamite or all out, whatever the case yeah. is, you can even like have the turn happen at uh dynamite and then just go straight to the match. Have Soraya versus Tony storm um, at all out. Why not? But um, I can't see Britt Baker winning it. I can't see Tony storm winning it. She just had it. Um, Maybe Sheeta retains the slight possibility, but I feel like with this crowd here, you definitely want to put the title on somebody like a Soraya. I'm thinking Sheeta retains and uh, maybe Soraya and Tony like have a little spat in the match. Maybe. Yeah, you do that but yeah, also, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, Sheeta retains because of that. Probably. She, she, yeah. Cheetah doesn't need to lose the title because just because um, they need to break up the outcast. So they need to keep her with that title. She, without the title, she's pretty much off TV most of the time. So yeah, yeah. She, right and Cheetah can really work. So she needs to keep hold on to something. And like I just listened to the AW Unrestricted podcast. It's like a celebrating the 200 episodes and everything. And they just talked about Cheetah and how like she like busted her ass here, you know, to learn English and, and do better for herself. And then when she finally won the title, like she was just getting a reaction. I think it was be- like the week before the pandemic hit. People started chanting, holy Cheetah. The, the crowd was getting behind her. And then as soon as she won the title or that's it, there was no crowd. So her entitled reign was during the pandemic. Like she had no crowd. And then now she finally got it back. So I feel like it would suck to take the title away from her. But I don't know. I feel yep. like it's, it's, it might happen here. Yep, we go to the next match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we go to the next match for the World uh, AW World Tag Team Championship FTR defense against the uh, Young Bucks. Um, these four guys never miss, obviously. Uh, I can't see a title change here. I don't know. Maybe. But I feel like it's going to be a great match here. But I feel like FTR is um, going to retain this. What do you think? I think FTR needs to lose the belts. Um, they The belts have meant nothing since they left the Young Bucks. Um like the last time, right? I I couldn't even I didn't even know FTR had the belts. I thought they still had the Ring of Honor belts. <laughs> I had no idea they had the AW belts. But yeah, they they gotta lose those belts. They they mean nothing over there. They're on Collision every night, and I, and I don't. I mean, if you don't watch Collision, you don't see the AW Tag Champions. Um, so, yeah. not saying that people don't watch Collision. I'm saying that they just been kind of cold since they've been over there with the with FTR. Yeah, and also they've been involved with like CM Punk and all that. So I feel like the tag titles exactly. have been kind of like lost in this whole shuffle. Um, yep. But I agree. Yeah, I feel like they, they probably should retain. Um, oh, they should lose. You think they should lose, right? Is what I think saying? they should lose. Yeah, I think yeah. they should lose. Yeah, even though I did, how, how many reigns would that be for the Young Bucks? Like three or four or something like that? Uh, but, let's see. It would be actually, there, it would be the third title reign. They had the title yeah, back not, in uh, last year, July. And I think that's what the crowd is going to want to see anyway. I think, especially with. Some of the news has been going around. I don't know if they're going to flip on FTR. I have no idea. I'm sure the chants are going to be great, but <laughs> I, oh yeah, I the think... crowd's going to be wild no matter what. It doesn't yeah. matter who they put out there. The crowd's going to go behind them. If, if they do have a battle royal and Luther is in it, they're going to do a chant for Luther. Exactly. Not, so they're going to be in it. FTR. Uh, I think they're going to lose that belt. They lose the belts to the Young Bucks. And we already talked about the main event with MJF and Adam Cole. We both thought that MJF is is going to win, and then 
have that stare off with CM Punk. Can you see any mm-hmm. other like angles coming out of this or any other surprises? Who's going to show up? Is Goldberg going to show up and, and, and spear uh, MJF? Is, is, I don't think we're going to see Edge. And that was like the talk for like a day until we found out that. his contract is good till October. But yeah, anybody else you can see like show up or return possibly? No, I want to. I want to say this one time, wrestling fans. We, we got to calm down. Saying um, we hope Goldberg pops up. All right, nobody really wants to see Goldberg pop up in AEW. I, I know some people like to like throw that around. Like, no, because we're we're going to complain when you see him. You're going to complain when he's in the ring with MJF. Well, I am. I, I don't want to see Goldberg in AEW, dude. I just don't want that to happen. And the more people keep saying it, Tony Khan's going to think we want it. <laughs> so I'm going to be the one guy say, TK, don't do it. Don't do it, brother. Save that money. Save that money, brother. Don't do it. I feel like we're going to get it only because he has that connection to TNT and TBS and all that. So I feel like they, Tony Khan likes that, that nostalgia act. I wouldn't like have him, have him fighting every week. Maybe have him fight like a couple of times a year and just have him like a special attraction type thing. Yeah, um, but at, at a Wembley, I could... Miller. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could definitely see him being a surprise uh, at Wembley. I feel like the it would just have a crazy yeah. reaction. Like if you're Goldberg, right. And like, okay, there's a lot of money. Sure. But like having a return at like a Wembley, a big arena, like I feel like he might want that, that treatment, just like that, that star treatment. But does he use his theme song? I think he has if to. Not, if not, I don't want to see him. No, I think he has to. Tony Khan's, you know, he's, he buys everything. He's going to have to buy that song. All right. He's going to have to. And if he, he can't come out as Goldberg, I don't want to see Goldberg. Because he half the half of Goldberg is the entrance. He's going. He's gonna have the full WCW like the same exact presentation that he had there. I feel like they're gonna try to replicate it as uh, best as possible. Um, I'm trying to think of any other like returns who's been out for a while. I know Thunder Rosa has been out. I feel like maybe she could be somebody who pops up here. I know she's been like trying to um, get reinstated or you know get cleared back in here. Um, who else do we get? We're, we're not gonna get Ricky Starks because he's a manager now, so we're not gonna get him on the show, <laughs> right? The fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> what is going on? I don't. Yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. maybe Goldberg will be in the stadium stampede match. Huh? At the at the, at the merch stand. At the... <laughs> 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 turn around, this Goldberg there. But yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe Scorpio Sky. We can reach for this guy. Or something. I'm surprised mm-hmm. he didn't do a um a um. What's that? Reach. For, what was the match that Scorpio Sky won? Is that the, the reach for the sky ladder match? Reach for the sky ladder match. The um. I forgot what the gimmick was, but I'm surprised they don't have a ladder match in this um, pay-per-view. It seems uh, like something... They probably they got enough crash-and-burn type matches anyway. They don't need they're, ladders. They're going to announce something tonight. They're going to announce some sort of like um, ladder match or some sort of battle royal, casino battle royal or, or something, like some gimmicky match. But I feel like they're just going to be more men. Like, let's get some women in here. Like, why can't we have a women's battle royal? Yeah, do a casino battle royal with women. Face of the Revolution. Thank you, Frank. I don't, that was, Face was of the saying, Revolution. There we go. Yeah, you get the giant one of those, what are they for the Sonic ring? There we go. Ring. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be the show um, this Sunday. Uh, check out PulseWrestling.com. They're going to have coverage of it on Sunday on this very channel right here, as well as Ooh. on the podcast. Um, I unfortunately won't be able to watch it live as it is going to be at one o'clock in the afternoon when I work. So I'm going to try to avoid spoilers as much as possible. I'm going to tell my coworkers, like, my coworkers, like, they don't really watch wrestling, but they'll, they'll like, see something online and just mention it to me. Like, oh, they'll be like, oh, Goldberg showed up. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, I'll be working too. So I won't be able to watch it live. So I'm in the same boat. So, 
But we will be here back next week on Up Next. Um, we'll have our thoughts on uh, on All In, and then we'll go right into a preview for All Out. I'm sure we'll have a whole card set up for All Out after that. Um, payback is next weekend as well, so we'll probably yep. be talking about that when that happens. But yeah, you'll be hearing and seeing our faces here uh, for the next two weeks or so as the BDE is just putting Poison Rana stickers all over uh i heard they put all a, over europe yeah they put one on, on, on the big ben i heard they put a, a poison rana sticker on there oh, shit. um they put some all over uh berlin like i think it was well, like hitler's cemetery or something like i think uh Braden put a poison rana sticker like this they're going all over europe right now so that's hardcore he puts a poison rana sticker on <laughs> hopefully they come back hopefully they don't have uh, any issues coming back uh to the country yeah, based yeah. on they're, uh, they're, 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 what this poison rana thing is <laughs> if, if we get a phone call from John and Way saying, "Hey, uh, you guys want to permanently uh, take over up next?" We know we'll know why. We'll know what happened <laughs> to them, and then uh, oh, up next UK or something. We'll start over there on the on their side. Uh, but right. um, yeah, where where can people follow you? Uh, hear more of your your stuff. Hear more of our stuff. Go ahead and, and plug away to the people listening to us. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Cool Gaming B Instagram um, X. And you can follow me on Facebook at the Brian Tannehill, the like uh, the Brian Kendrick. So uh, you can hear me on uh, What Up Though with John Ceno. And I've done some uh, things with Davey in the past and up next. And um, you can go back and go on YouTube and check out me having the uh, the <laughs> eating the <laughs> blazing sauces with Davey back in the mm. day when we was doing the live oh, yeah. streams. Yeah, you can check out all that stuff. If you want to get some more B Detroit and um, I've done a bunch of stuff, man, just with the people um, of this network. Uh, yeah. So up, uh, what up though, every month on poison Rana uh, with me and Sino. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously check out what up though. I'll have a new episode of shot in the dark tomorrow. Um, see what I'm talking about. Uh, Phoenix and commander had a really good match on rampage. I know people don't watch rampage, but that was probably one of the best matches that I've seen. So I'll be talking about that. I'll be talking about women of wrestling, NWA, MLW ring of honor, uh, NXT level up main event. Our main event had a crazy match between Ricochet and Champa. So a lot of these shows have like these little sleeper matches. So if you want 15 minutes or less, you know, what should I watch here? I'm shot to Muggin. I know he like takes my recommendations and puts me over whenever he like talks about, oh, Cena recommended this. So I appreciate things like that. Um, but yeah, 15 minutes or less every week talking about all these shows, all these shows you don't have to watch. And I'll let you know what you do need to watch from those shows. Uh, check me out every Saturday with Kate from Montreal on the post wrestling Patreon talking about collision. Um, this week we have a, yeah, I'm trying to think what's on this, this week. I feel like they haven't even tonight they're actually taping it. So yeah, yeah we don't yeah, even know yeah, what's going to be on collision. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like some all-star eight man, all in tag team match or something. So we'll, we'll see whatever that is. Um, but yeah, check out every Saturday talking about that. And yeah, we'll be here next week on up next as the, the invasion continues from B Detroit and John Ceno. Uh, any last words B before we go? No last words for me. Peace, everybody in the network. See y'all later, man. Hottie biscotti. <laughs>